When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. and Enjoy the show. Another win for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Denzel Joyce. Wait a minute. They do not know what Sacktown brings. Win on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Whole squad going crazy, yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy, one sack winning. If you doubted us, then ain't no backspinning. This is real right here, ain't no catfishing. Uh, so tell me what you see now. See now. Rebound. It's 916 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell them like the beam. Like the beam now. Hey. Tell them like the beam now. You can tell them you can tell them like the beam now. Tell them like the beam now. Like the beam now. Three straight wins. Come on. We're going verse two. Let's do this. Come on, young Zell. Get it. Sack crowd, make sure everyone knows. Let me tell you how this thing really goes. Yeah, we travel deep. Smoke with a team of the year. We shaking things over here. Don't doubt. We believe over here. We don't bleed over here. And let me just speak real clear. Only deal with real kings over here. So tell me what you see now. Coming down the lane off the, the rebound. rebound. It's 916 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Air horns, one more game. Let's 
out to the big homie, Young Zell. Make sure you're following him. He's got something pretty dope going on over there on Twitter. Make sure you're following our man, Young Zell, over there. And we welcome you in here to the Tuesday, December 19th edition of D-Lo and KC. I'm Damian Barling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. We are so happy that you are here with us. We are so happy to be talking about another Sacramento Kings victory uh, last night yeah. as they beat that sorry ass Washington Wizards team. Well, I've been wanting to get that off. That's what for they a week. are. That team. Now that's that's inappropriate. I don't want to do all that. They're not. They're not, very they're good. not good. Though, they're not a good they're basketball not good. team. They're, they're, they're not I was good. playing nice for about four days because I was. I didn't want to. Got to got to show respect. I didn't want it to be us. Yeah, I didn't want to be like the Lakers on Friday night. Oof. Interesting. Kings, it, it, let's be clear. Kings destroyed the Wizards last night. There was a lot of panic on the broadcast about what happened the last few minutes. I even heard Mike bring up, oh, you know, we didn't close out the way we want to. Of course you didn't. The guys <laughs> on the floor hadn't played for 45 minutes. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course okay. you didn't close out the way you wanted to. I thought the, the, the dialogue, I mean, I know even James asked Mike a question about it. Matt George was talking about it. It was like, well, you guys calm down. This game was over in the third. That was nothing. That was it, that it was, was absolutely nothing. nothing. It was a twenty-point it was that, game sometime in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, yeah, it got to nine with. I'm nervous. What's Lawson in the game? With 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 with, a, with with seventy seconds left. I'm I'm nervous, guys. <laughs> Kyle, will you calm down? Will you stop it? Uh, no, that that wasn't that wasn't the time. That wasn't the time. There was Juan no Toscano Anderson playing NBA basketball for the first time in a year, and everyone's nervous. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Kings, man! Hey, these third quarter Kings, boy, my goodness, forty six in the third, and this this is the way the homestand needed to start. Yes, you absolutely. needed to go three and zero because of what the rest of this week looks like. We're just talking to James. James talking about. Man, it's just a uh, beat. Well, <laughs> James is about to get worse. Mm. You got a game Wednesday. You got a game Friday. You got a game Saturday. How do you think those players feel? And the competition is about to get significantly tougher. You've got the best team in professional basketball coming in to your home court tomorrow yeah. in the Boston Celtics. Uh, you've got uh, the Phoenix Suns coming in, uh, presumably, with Kevin Durant this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you've got the West leading and really, really consistent Minnesota Timberwolves mm. coming in here on Saturday. The dreaded second night of a back-to-back. Stretch is tough, man. But yeah. you did what you had to do. Yeah. There were three teams on the schedule that you're better than, and you beat all three of them. Well, I mean, and I'll, I'll even give them a little more credit than that because, to be honest with you, depending on who you talk to, looking at the standings, there was two teams that you were better than. The other team was sure. OKC. Sure, yeah. And, and that was a game that we look at in the same vein that we look at Friday's, well, t- tomorrow's game, Friday game and Saturday game, and that OKC game. And they handle business there. I want to see, and I know exactly what you mean. I'm on the, I'm on the same wave as it. I want to get to the point where you see a stretch like the next three games, and it's just like, yo, these going to be some good games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not – and I'm not saying just you're saying I said it. Everybody said, it. oh, man, he's some tough ones coming up. 
I don't know, handle that business early. Man, it's just some good games because it's going to be two good teams, two top fight teams going up against each other. So we're going to see what happens. You think you think um, Boston, if, if the roles were reversed, right, if Boston was at home for three games and they had the Kings, Suns, and Timberwolves, they'd be like, man, oof. Better win that. Better win that Cavs game, or or better win that Pistons game because these next three, did they'd be like, oh, we got good games coming up. Let's cook. Let's cook. This is what yeah, we're I'm doing. Not, I'm not sure how you're reading. I'm what not saying I just it's said. not you. I'm saying this is what this is what we do collectively from time to time. We look at games like this and be like, man, you better better get these ones early because. That day, back end of that homestand. Yeah, it's tougher. That's looking tough. Yeah, bank these wins. Yeah, yeah take, bank these wins. Take care of them. But and you're you're absolutely right. Yo, we got some good games coming up. Good games. We about They're going to gonna be a lot more enjoyable for me because you bank these wins and you didn't lose to <laughs> to to uh, uh to Washington uh, or or oh, you know you, you, even even a a, a, a conference fall win in in, in OKC as you mm-hmm. just mentioned right there. Um, it's not okay. They can go three and three on the on the homestand now. Yeah. No, it's like all right. It's going to this game. You got most importantly, and I think this 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 is this is to me is the most important part out of all of this. And and I think this would work in your Celtics analogy too. You're playing well. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this mm-hmm. that's that's what this all comes down to. You're playing well going into these big games against Boston or or your 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 analogy Sacramento. Yeah, like the fact that you're playing well. To me, the fact that the Kings are playing well, the fact that the Kings have established all of those earlier, still relatively early, but all of those earlier in the season concerns about those offense, the offense, that's over, right? That's yeah, done. It looks like it. I mean, they're putting. Like you want thirties? Mm. They, 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 they're regularly putting up forties now. Right. Right. It was. There was. There was one forty three last night. Hey, that, that's a bad Washington team, no doubt. Point being, there was concerns. Oh, they're, they're focused too much on this. Oh, they're exerting too much energy. Come up with all these reasons why things weren't falling into place. Now it looks like that offense is back. Yeah. I didn't know. True, true, true story. I don't think I said it. I didn't say it. I didn't know what to expect from Keegan last night. How many times have we seen, shoot, the, 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 prior to Steph Curry, uh, some of you might be old enough to remember the greatest three-point shooter of all time, Ray Allen. Didn't he hit 11 threes, 12 threes in a playoff game once and then didn't hit one the next day? The next day? Was that with Boston? Man, part of me feels like it was with Miami, but it could have been with Boston. But there was, there, there was a game, and I, honestly, and I don't remember which one it was, but he hit like 10, 11 threes, like just something absurd, and he didn't hit one the next day. Mm-hmm. Part of me was wondering, is Keegan just going to go over? Or, or, you know, is it going to be like one of six mm-hmm. or, or something like that? Uh, nope. That's, that's not what happened, and that's the that's the next step. I think I he got the most friendly role ever on his first three point attempt. Got the last shooter's night. touch, man. Hit the rim that, seventeen times and then dropped. Got that shooter's touch, and and I know if Ray Allen could have a game like that, anybody could have a game right. like that. Hell, but, Steph went zero for eight two nights ago. Yeah, but once again, that's the progression. I got I I got no concerns about, or I want to get to the point where I got no concerns about Keegan or. Mm-hmm. Especially Keaton, because he's a shooter. De'Aaron is a little different. De'Aaron is can be a streaky three point shooter. So if he goes six of nine one night, like oh, maybe it's one for four the next night or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that's that's where his average comes from. But mm-hmm. Keegan, I'm getting to the place, and I want to continue to be at the place where it's like it's just what he does. 
He hits he hits three, four threes a night. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you about 17 points. Then that's just what you can bank on. You know, and we're getting to the point with this team with all that stuff, right, with with how individuals like Keegan Murray plays, with how the offense operates and what they do um, at home, playing at home. They're now 10-3 and three at sure. home. Mm-hmm. Like, you got these next three games at home. I'm expecting expecting to win two of them. You're at home. And that's the that's the the place we need to get to with the Sacramento Kings where yeah, they're at home for the next two, three. They got a six game homestand. Four and two minimal. Mm-hmm. Maybe five and one because they're that lethal at home. That's where I, I'm not saying that's where we're at right now, mm-hmm. but that's where we want to get to. Man, Celtics are fourteen and zero at home. Thank God, tomorrow's game is here. <laughs> uh, Houston, I think, is eleven and one. Yeah, that's bizarre. That is so wild. And they're like two, what two and they're nine uh, they're, down the road. Or they're something uh, like they're where where are they? I was looking at that this morning. Eleven and one and two and ten. That's a trip. On the other hand, Memphis is five and eight <laughs> on the road and one and eleven at home. They don't have no home wins. Or they and, got the one. And San Antonio and Detroit are winning nowhere. That's, so They're not even winning on Mars. 24 straight for Detroit, boy. Ooh. 24 straight. That is a Ooh. jarring number to see. 24 straight losses. Two and, 20, two and 25 looks so much worse than 4 and 22, which is what Washington is. The 2 and 25 just looks just nasty. You know what would have looked worse for Washington is 5 and 21. No. Well, it would have looked five and twenty-one, but not would've for Washington. For the Kings. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But we in here, man. We Kings in the fourth seed, man. They right game there out of three. Yeah, they right there, man. Everything is clumped up outside of Minnesota. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about what we saw last night. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, Demontis Sabonis, another triple double for him. Uh, the double double numbers. Do triple doubles also count as double doubles? Uh, I think they just – well, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I, don't know. I think they might count them as, as double-doubles as well. I think so. It makes yeah. sense. It's still a double-double. But yeah. uh, the double the, the the numbers are insane amongst the best centers in the league. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll really dive into this. We'll talk more about Keegan Murray. You want to jump in? Man, we'd love to hear from you. 916-909-1320. We are just getting started. It's Stilo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressors and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I didn't like. I don't like the way you said that. Too. Well, that I don't want was, that to be clear. Was, I don't like the way you said that. What did I do? All I asked is if you had like a Tony Romo in the back of the closet I, or something. A Tony Romo jersey for Sports Day. I don't have a Tony Romo jersey. Did I don't you, have any. Did you believe in Romo? You're like, yo, yeah, franchise. We can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. What were yeah, your thoughts I, on him and Jessica Simpson? Uh, I was really well. They went to Cabo together before the. <laughs> Before the, the, the Giants game. Yeah, the yeah, original the boat trip. Giants game, yeah. Yeah, the boat trip before the boat trip. Did he have a good game that game? Uh, I think it was just like a He was fine. It's just it ended with an interception in the end zone. That's how the game ended. Pick your game. When they were 13-3. and three. Yeah, pick, pick your Cowboys game for that one. That's not, he, he didn't it's not that telling a lot, me a lot. Well, interception, lot. yeah. Well, yeah, but interception in the, like on the last play. Nah. Like that's – that's how it. That's how it ended. Got to be more specific. So you would have oh, never stop. let that guy he's hold not, the field goal for not, me. He's not Brett Favre. Oh, okay. What is this? What? What is going on right now? We're just why talking about Tony Romo, not why you. Going in on Romo. <laughs> Romo ain't never nobody. <laughs> Actually, I, that I was Romo fine field goal Romo. that wasn't even his fault. That was Punk Arcel's fault. They played goal the whole time when they could have just push pushed into the end zone. Just catch the ball. And- it on the ground like you're supposed to score a touchdown. How, how all of a score sudden a the ball just gets slippery? He's been throwing the ball for for four minutes or however many minutes, fifty nine minutes. All of a sudden it slips out. Why do what is, what is this with Tony Romo? Why do you two hate Tony Romo? What do you do we don't do? hate Tony. I don't hate Tony. No, you're getting your you know you're getting your jokes off. I want a cowboy, so I got to do that. The My, only uh, cowboy jersey I had I had Dion years and years and years and years ago. That hurt me. And then uh, To was, I was upset. I was more upset when Dion went to the Cowboys than To. I was upset. With I actually Dion. loved the love Dion on the 49ers. Like I love oh. Dion everywhere he's been. He was he was after Bo, he was one of my favorite football players. That I, I was looking for a jersey not, uh, a couple days ago for Dion. Greatest yeah. athlete of all 49ers. time. 49ers. Yeah. Bo? Dion. No. Bo, Bo is it Bo? It's Bo. Okay, cuz Bo's kind of In like a really abbreviated form. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Bo Jackson highlights back is special. Like he like the the Auburn highlights the even the the, the Kansas City Royals highlights like he's is, is, is special. Well, because before he got hurt, they used to say he could have been Hall of Famer in baseball and NFL, right? Like he was on his way. That might be a little. Um, yeah, I don't know about Hall of Famer in baseball. He he, he probably really, could have really been good. in football. 
there, there, there's probably a little revisionist history, like in that. He was like, an all star, though. Yeah, he did make. He won the all star MVP. Yeah. Uh, homered off your boy to start Rick the game. Rushel just served one up. He was, he was incredibly exciting, man. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Not saying you're wrong, but I just don't like the swiftness with how you said Bo over Dion. You oh. didn't even think about it. I don't. I don't have to. Uh, there's nothing to think about, but 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 it's also a subjective conversation with Bo because it's it's really based off like when you talk about the greatest athlete of all time, you're you're literally talking about like just his pure athleticism, mm-hmm. like he could do everything with speed, strength, power. Like he, it felt like at the time he was one of one. Right, Dion's career, especially as a cornerback, who was better at what they did in their. In their prime, not like longevity. Who was better at what they did? Bo's a running back. Deion is a I'm cornerback. I'm going to say Bo. I think Deion is a cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think you're was, talking about just we're, – we're talking about such a in – a, in, a, in a real conversation, the answer is Deion Sanders because mm-hmm. he's, he's one of the greatest at his position, I think, that's ever lived. If we're talking about like he's, an isolated – he's the greatest. That, that's fine too. But if we're talking at about a, like an isolated time frame – a guy who played a sport essentially like halftime for half the time, mm. man, I think Bo was – Bo could have been he, – he, he, No, he could have been – I'm not even else. like I'm, – I'm, I'm assuming he played 12 years like that. I'm not even like taking what he could have mm. been. I'm just looking at Bo as a running back at his best. Dion as a cornerback at his best. I think Dion was that's fine. better at what he did. Yeah, that's fine. He's greatest at his Why position in my opinion. I'm so upset by that. The t- remember how big of a deal the twenty million dollar man was? <laughs> the cover of Sports Illustrated was, and even though I, I think I'm that's what a, it was. Was it twenty? It wasn't a hundred, yeah, right? It was twenty. I think yeah, yeah, that's what I. I'm not a. I'm not a. Is this man me. worth twenty million dollars? I'm not a big big fan of most of the stuff that this guy does at all. Don't get it twisted. But there are some moments when, like Jerry Jones. Like when he did the the Dion commercial, what he said, "Get me Dion" or whatever. It was mm-hmm. like yeah, in yeah. the Dallas one. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like owners ain't doing that. Like yeah. I, I kind of salute that that he understood the showmanship of it all. My favorite Dion highlight will always be when I I can't remember if it was, it, I can't remember who it was against. Pardon me, wants to say it was Andre Risen, but he pulled a hamstring in the middle of a route that he got beat on, and then. <laughs> They overthrew the ball, and his hamstring healed. It's incredible. Like he grabs the hammy, ah, ah. He's he's doing the whole he's doing the whole thing, and he's limping. The ball gets overthrown, and he walks it off. Wide receivers receivers get a bad rap, but DBs might be the biggest divas in the league. I would have, I would have, if I would have played football, I would have been a DB. Yeah, that fits. That would have been a DB. I would have been the DB where um, I get burnt. The guy drops it, though, through his hands. I'm just, nope. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> nope, oh, that's straps. one of my favorite. Yeah, that's one of my favorites for sure. Uh, I can't wait till SI drops the, is this man worth $80 million cover for De'Aaron Fox in a couple of years? And the answer will be yes. Uh, obviously, uh, the answer will be yes. This was a rare game for the Kings last night in their win against the Wizards where it was all about the starters. Mm. Like Everybody, Malik. The starters balled out. Yeah, Malik, Malik was good for sure as mm. he – Always is. But you look at what Keegan did. We talked about the the double-double, or excuse me, the triple-double uh, with the Bonta Sabonis, and, and he had 28, 13, and 12, the 30 points uh, from De'Aaron, 
the 25 from Keegan Murray. And hello, Harrison Barnes, uh, 19 from HB. 19 from HB. And I don't want to overlook that because that's a good – it's a good scoring night from HB. He played well. No, he played well. I'm just I'm looking no, you, going no, through you, the stat line again. See zero rebounds. I'm like, how? That is insane. But 19 points, eight of eleven. He balled zero out. assists. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he did what I asked him to do. Make your presence felt in at least one. He category. did have a steal though. Hey, make your presence felt in at least one category. It was all scoring today. Eight of eleven. He did a great job. But I, I don't know. Here we are, 12-24. Feels like the new HB. That's a bonus. 28 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists. No, see, the thing about that, though, that's not – Reese told us about this. See, that's not the the new HB, though, because that – not that number. Mm. You're talking 28, 13, and 12? That ain't indiscreet. That's that's, that's not subtle. Mm. That's that's Jokic numbers. Mm. The Domas numbers are are the 18. The eighteen yeah. and the the twelve and the ten, like yeah. those are those are those are those are the those are the triple doubles that just fly under the radar. Or as as I think was a discussion, I think De, I think De'Aaron was asked about it at the podium, like the near triple doubles, mm. yeah, where you, you like you try to like, like like they're aware of it, they're aware of how close he is. Right. They try to go get it for him, yeah, whatever. As long as we're winning the game, that's all that's all those guys are concerned about. Yeah. But 28, 13, 12, that's not subtle. That's big boy stuff. So problem. Yeah, that's big boy stuff right there. That's stuff that that's if you're a problem. That's that's <laughs> and shout out to Drapes, who just wouldn't call out the NBA last night. <laughs> he kept talking about bloggers and podcasters talking about the NBA ladder or the NBA MVP ladder when it was NBA.com <laughs> who completely ignored De'Aaron Fox. That's Drapes should have said, crazy. "Hey, NBA, y'all full of crap." Did they have a new rankings out yet? So we, I don't I'm know. Have when to, those I'm at to monitor this. Yeah, I don't know when those. This drop. is ridiculous. Only 30 point scorer in the entire league who wasn't in the top 10 of top their top 10. MVP we didn't even ladder. ask you to have him in the top five. We saying have this man in the top 10. Nope, they wouldn't do couldn't it. Couldn't do it. That was and so the man just went for 30 last night. 30. I think the NBA releases their MVP ladder every Friday too, so we'll check back then. Mm. 35 and six. They ain't gonna ruin my Christmas. <laughs> mm, punk ass MVP. They, um, they, and he had a, he had a thirty. I don't want to say it was, it was quiet or nothing like that because he had some moves. But I mean, he struggled in the first quarter. Had to rip the tape off. You know, it just, and then that and was then like, he start cooking. You know what that reminded me of? LeBron sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> when LeBron tries to rip the sleeve off the ill fated sleeve jerseys. I don't know why people were so upset with those. jerseys. That was one of my favorite moments. Of, well, I. I, I, I do kind of get if you are used to playing in something without sleeves that to play in something in sleeves well, is going to feel different. I didn't have one of those, so I don't know what the what the material was necessarily like. But if it was, it looked like it was supposed to be like compression. If it was compression, like that's not an issue. No, that's not comfortable. If that's it's compression, no, that's cap. That's that is not an issue at all. That's that's major cap. That's uncomfortable. If if you're used to nothing being there and the sleeve is moving up and down as you're moving, if it's compression, that's terribly uncomfortable. If it's compression, it ain't moving up and down. NBA. Yes, it is. NBA. On your uh, uh, on a short sleeve, playing these compression <laughs> short sleeves all the time. Well, these guys are so meticulous about how they do stuff. Too. I'm sure if like there's nothing there and you're shooting or whatever, and there's something there that's gonna throw you but off. But still, him ripping it off is funny. Well, and that, that's like an all time moment. It's the one person that ripped it off. I mean, st- 
Steph didn't have a problem. Steph dropped 40. Was that? It was nothing. That's that. That's what it really is. If you a shooter, it ain't no issue. If you like no. on the borderline, no, this is a personality driven thing. Don't mess with what I don't was, mess with. Was my LeBron routine. ripping those off? Was that like no. the end of those jerseys? I think. Yeah, they never came back. Yeah, I'm thinking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. they never came no, back. No, they, they never came. That back. was the end, that was the end of the sleeved jerseys. Yeah, if you shoot her, it don't matter. And I just, don't think I don't think uh, De'Aaron's going to be wearing kinesiology tape anymore either. <laughs> just like or when they KT tried to, tape, whatever it's just called. like when they tried to uh, change the basketball. Oh, that was bad. The shooters was like it's whatever. Oh, that Kyle Corvers, all these. It was like whatever. It was the borderline guy, like the Vince Carter said, like I can't feel nothing. This is terrible. Shooters was like it's nothing. Okay, it's nothing. Okay, Just give me a full. Literally, time. everybody hated the ball. They changed it like two days later. What are Kyle, you talking about? Kyle Corver didn't have no problem. He's like, it's a shoot. As a shooter, I get. Because he feel already, the ball he more. already knew the ball was getting. He already knew. He said, I can feel it. I can feel it more. This is better for the shooters. We so, need to get out to Crypto.com Center at Kenny's backyard and so, see. So Kyle Corver was the only guy who liked the ball, and that's the end of the argument. No, right I there. didn't say he liked it. He said, I don't have a problem with it. Just shooters don't care. It's what we do. That's what I'm saying. Let's go to littlecrypto.com. You caught that. That's what yeah. we do. Yeah, he's talking for himself yeah. right now. He's not talking for Kyle Corver. I need is I, I need grip. I need to be able to feel the basketball. That's all I need. You can put sleeves on me. I'll play. I'll shoot in long sleeves. I'll shoot in this shirt. Get buckets. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yes, but will you be playing at the highest level of basketball in your flannel shirt? Sure. That I'm telling everyone is a Palms Angel shirt until otherwise, <laughs> until we otherwise determine that it's not. You 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 playing at G1C in that? That's nothing. Okay. I've never had the right. the what is it called uh, KT tape. I've never had that though, so I don't. Yeah, know I've never that had that either. Yeah, I've never I've never had that. That uh, seems like before. It might be because it's like I don't know. I understand what you're saying about the sleeves. It seems like the KT tape is literally like. Keeping you from extending your yeah. arm and all that other stuff. If it's that, could be distracting. So that stuff works. It was for for yeah, De'Aaron. Yeah, I remember a time. Yeah, it works. I remember mm. my man uh, 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 Lino out here in Sacramento, right before the the Olympic team was named in two thousand eight. Kara had separate Kara Lawson had separated her shoulder in Minnesota, mm. and. It was like they were deciding who was going to be on that Olympic team, so there was no way she was going to miss the next game. He taped her; he essentially taped her shoulder in place Jeez. to a, a a way that was comfortable and could heal, and she could play. And then put that 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 KT tape mm-hmm. uh, in a way that would help her her muscles. We played the whole game. Wow! And like it was taped in a very very specific way. It was one of the most people who know how to do that. That stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. But I've never had I mean, it. I've, yeah, never, I've never, I've never, I've never used it. Never, never had it. And don't know what it feels like. So we should do I just a show. De'Aaron didn't like it. De'Aaron did not like it. Get well, we'd have to have, me. we'd have to have like an athletic trainer apply it for a specific reason. For maybe, maybe uh, we could put it on James Ham's back. There it is. Boom. Let's see if we can get Pete Youngman in here <laughs> yeah. to tape up James Ham. Million dollar ideas every day here. <laughs> can can James get out of the chair at twelve o'clock without making a very loud noise? You imagine twelve o'clock. His James gets out the chair, does a jumping jack. <laughs> James, look at this, old, fellas. James does the old Shawn Michaels bit where he pops up off the off the mat. James doesn't know it, but boy, do we have an idea for somebody, you, pal? Somebody get Pete Youngman on the phone. We could do this. James, James gonna be like, um, and come fly with me when Michael Jordan's mom died. <laughs> Yeah. 
Betty Tweeties. <laughs> James is going to pop up and be ready to roll with that tape on his back. Oh, man, new lease on life. But, yeah, De'Aaron, you talk about him having 30. I mean, that happened with he, – it took him a while to get, get comfortable. Yeah. And then he just started so cooking. He was – he was I, – I tracked this last night. Did I – hopefully I put it in the notes. I did. He started 0 of 4. He hit his net. He went 10 of his next 15, but I actually think he went 10 of his next 12 and just missed his final three shots. Mm. Um, Jeez. But, yeah, he got he got hot, hot mm-hmm. and very, very comfortable, and that's how he wound up finishing with 30. Just a really impressive offensive performance again uh, from the Sacramento Kings. I, I don't, I don't want to gloss past what, what Malik did. 10.6 assists, just steady as can be. Uh, but this was a game where the starters are out. Yeah, I mean. Particularly the big three starters. That That's – that is about as well you get the starters to play, you know, all together, I feel. You know what I mean? Everybody in that starting unit got shots. Everybody got opportunities. Everybody made the most of those opportunities. Like I said, that's about as good as as you you can have them play. And you're 100% right. De'Aaron missed his last three shots. Yeah, he had a he had a good he had a he had a good stretch where he was not he was not much at all. So thinking about this as, as we're talking about it and, and going through it a little bit. Um, I don't think I got your answer to what you asked me and James yesterday okay. about is this team good enough to make a finals, as is. Mm-hmm. I think they are. We we talk trades all the time and Herder, Barnes, all this other stuff. I'm talking about it because that's what we do for four hours. and We're, we're engaging in conversations and hypotheticals. But in the, the nuts and bolts of it, you ask me, do they need to move? I don't think they need to make a move right now. I, I look at this roster, HB, Herder. Yeah, maybe you want to, you know, change the Davion position. But I don't, the way Keon is playing, I don't think that is an issue right mm-hmm. now. The way Malik is playing, I don't think that's an issue right now. I don't think this team needs to make a move. Now, I'm asking these questions after what we saw last night when the starters were phenomenal, but Mm -hmm. I'll I'll ask you, do you think they need to make a move to reach another level? Um, I think they can get to the Western Conference Finals, maybe come out of the way. I wouldn't be confident in it, though. Like going into a seven-game series against the Nuggets, who I think they match up great against, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't feel great about it. Um, however, I don't, I don't think, I don't care what Zach Levine wants or what he's open to. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's even close to a thing. I also don't think there's a trade that we've discussed. There might not even be a trade we haven't discussed Mm -hmm. that involves two starters, Davion and picks. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that trade exists anywhere. Mm -hmm. I think any move that the Sacramento Kings make, and this is something that I was telling the guys on the, the the handoff earlier that has really stuck in my head. I don't believe Sacramento in this trade season will do any deal that makes signing Malik Monk more difficult or impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that'll happen for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um 
I'm not sold on Monty just sitting still during the trade deadline like he did last year. Uh, but I also I, I don't I don't think Siakam is a thing because as you pointed out yesterday, I just don't think they can compete with the other offers that are out there. If there's one that I think is the most likely, it's OG. And the only reason I think OG could be likely is a potential willingness to come here and play in Sacramento. And I don't believe the asking price. I don't believe Messiah Jiri can get anything close to what his asking price is for either one of those guys, mm-hmm. but particularly for OG. This isn't a shot. This is just how it – like OG scored two points last night. I understand that's not as good. Like, you're not looking for him to score 40. Mm-hmm. He scored two, though. And that those you everyone watches that and mm-hmm. sees that. And they also recognize, you want me to rent a player for a couple months on a hope and a prayer and give you two starters and three picks? No. The Lori Marketing stuff is absurd. It's ridiculous. It's laughable. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that stuff, that talk, those deals, that doesn't exist to me. I think this team is good. I still, I my 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 opinion about what we saw last night doesn't change the fact I'm still concerned about the way that they played against New Orleans. New Orleans more than Houston. I felt like, like you could argue if you wanted to. I think it's a I think the argument's trash. Well, n- that's not true. That's that's the wrong way of putting it. I don't think it's a great argument, but you could make one that they just play bad versus Houston. Okay, you got beat though. Three times, once in a pretty meaningful game by New Orleans. And I told you the last one, I didn't like it. I just didn't like the way that that game felt. I felt like the team that we saw last night couldn't play that way against New Orleans. And I don't know if it was because something New Orleans was doing or the shots didn't fall and it, and it, and it, and it kind of influenced the way that they played the rest of it. I don't know what it was, but I stand on what I said today after that game. I did not like it. And I don't know what the acquisition is to make that better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's any of those three that we talked about yesterday. When I look at... And I'm completely out on the Zach Levine idea. When completely I, out. When I look at the teams that would, you know, give me pause if, you know, I was uh, seeing the, the Kings go, go up against them. For me, it's just the Clippers. It's just the Clippers. Really? Everybody else. No Denver? Uh, no. I mean, not like, oh, they work them or not. But I wouldn't no. be afraid of the Kings going up against Denver. Um, I, Minnesota? I, I wouldn't, wouldn't be afraid. Minnesota's really good. I I like. I believe in Minnesota more than others. Like, I think that's a for real team. Ant-Man did some stuff last night, too, against Miami. That was crazy. I think the Minnesota matchup bothers me either. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me because this with this team, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how people look at it, if they are getting, if they continue to get their looks, it's going to come down to whether or not they're making shots. Mm-hmm. Nobody is defending them, defending against them in the bad shots. We just haven't seen it, and I know a lot of people talk about. Um, them needing to defend and there's guys like Ingram that I just, I just don't have an answer for. That's the guy that bothers me more than anybody on New Orleans is Ingram. Like when he gets the ball, it's like, what do you do? Like I have no idea 
what they can do. He could have 50 on the Kings. They have no answer right now. We'll see what happens with Keegan. But if they're hitting their shots, there's nobody that concerns me. And they don't even have to be, and, and more importantly, more than hitting their shots, if they're getting their shots. Nobody has stopped them from getting their shots. And as long as that continues to be the case, I'll take my chances that they'll 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 hit those shots. The West this season is pretty. I think we could all say it's pretty. There's, there's no clear cut best team right now, right? I think Minnesota's doing their thing, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're that much better. Last mm-hmm. year, Denver was that team, but this year it's different. You don't think the Kings could use a move that kind of sets themselves apart? Like right now, I think there's matchups. You're like, okay, I'll take the Kings in this, or maybe I'll yeah. take the other team. But it's kind of like, no, like we made a move, and now it's like I'm taking the Kings against. But whoever. I don't know what it is though. Like, could they? Sure, but who? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's any of the three guys we named, especially at the – I'll I'll rephrase that because I don't want to be disrespectful to those three guys. I don't think it's any of those three guys that we named at the cost that we predicted. And I'm not, like, keeping it specific to those guys, but just as far as, like, Kenny's question, like, do they need to make a move or whatever? It's like, yeah, maybe don't know specifically, but, like, do they need to make one eventually to set themselves apart? The key word word is is need. I don't think they need to make a move. To, to survive or to contend. or anything. I, I don't think they need to make a move to contend in the West. Can a, can a move elevate them? Yes. Can a move take them to, you know, a, a different level? Absolutely. But if today on December 19th, you want to say, are they a contender for coming out of the West? I think they are. If And, and here's, here's where, where I'll co-sign that. I think you're 100% right if Keegan is an 18 to 20 point scorer the rest of the way. That's a game changer. Because that is a game changer. To me, he is now your, depending on numbers, it's going to be close, your second or third best scorer. Clearly your third, potentially your second, depending on what Domas is doing. I think he's around 18 right now. But if you have two guys at 18 and then a guy at 30, I feel like you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. But he is your best defender. Mm. And he's not your best defender because he's good on a bad basketball team or on a bad defensive basketball team. He's your best defender because he's really good on defense and he has changed the trajectory of what you do on the defensive end, along with that other guy who's scoring 30 points a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you got if you got Keegan doing what he does on the defensive end, giving you 16 to 17. This is the way I look at it. You got Fox giving you 25 to 30. You got Sabonis giving you 18 to 25. You got Monk giving you anywhere between 13 and 20. Mm-hmm. And you got your Keegan at 16, 17. Now, all you, in my opinion, all you need is one of Herter, Barnes, Trey Lyles to, to show up and give you about 11. And now, and now you're you're crazy on the offensive end, like you're you're crazy. You're a problem. You're a problem to defend, and you're. It seems a lot of the times that they get some of the energy from that that offensive end, and now you're getting steals. You're getting out of there. But if Keegan is giving you, if he's not consistent, now you need two of those guys to give you that. And it may sound like not big a, a big difference. But that's a that's a huge difference if you're saying, yo, I need Barnes and Herter to to give me eleven. Uh, now it's shaky. But if Keegan giving you that seventeen, you just need one of those three guys to show up. 
We'll come back. Uh, I, I, I think this is an interesting discussion, especially given how they're playing and who they're about to play, because some of this could get put to the test a little bit. So uh, we'll talk more uh, about that. Trista Crick coming up, James Ham coming up, Zelo McKay brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. The Greek Freak and Dame Dollar are coming in the 916, but the Fox and the Ox are waiting. You can be on the inside looking out and do it while helping create arts and education programs in the Napa Valley and surrounding areas. Been on a package for the March 12th Kings-Bucks game at the Golden One Center uh, four-time NBA All-Star and Olympic gold medals, and current Bucks assistant Vin Baker will meet the winning Benner before the game uh, with four great seats, probably KC's, uh, a gift, some autograph merch. Uh, there's also a number of other of things you can, other things that you can bid on, including a night at the Oscars, New Year's Eve with the San Francisco football team, or hospitality in Aspen or Bordeaux. Uh, over to NVFF. Dot org to participate. Um, the biggest thing to come out of this season so far isn't just what Keegan Murray is doing on the offensive end. It's what he's doing on the defensive end. But the fact he's doing them both at the same time is what could potentially change the trajectory of season mm. uh, Sacramento Kings. And I think it's why last night, and certainly you get caught up in uh, what's it called the dopamine of a victory. And you start thinking, hmm, but as a maybe this team's right. maybe there's nothing to be overreactionary about. Maybe maybe, maybe this roster is just fine. Mm-hmm. But as I thought back to our conversation, particularly uh, the one with with James and, and kind of the Malik moment to all of this, I kept thinking about Levine like that's not it. Just financially, it's just not it. It doesn't work. Uh, Siakam, I think you're spot on. They just on the surface alone, they don't have, we, we were just talking about bidding for the Napa Valley film festival. They ain't got the bid for that. Mm-hmm. Like you can go look at the auction. You could place a bid if you want to, but you're probably going to get beat out pretty quick. Yeah. OG's the one that I'm just kind of like, that might not be the market that, that, that Messiah Ajiri is banking on. 
And I have now hung my hat on the third-party candidate. There's someone we're not talking about. There's someone that's not in everyone's little article. There's someone that's not on hoops hype every day. There's a general manager who's open to trading somebody for whatever reason, and maybe it's that person. Maybe it's that player. Maybe it's a player that we don't see right away. Maybe we look at, oh, that's in. So Monty McNair did that. Okay. Well, let's see what that turns into. It could be one of those. Because like I, you know, I told Kyle and James, there were people who didn't like the Mike Brown hire. There were people who didn't like trading Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, there were people who didn't like uh, that they stood still at the trade deadline when everything was going to ramp up last year and we didn't go get Mason Plumley. And he hasn't missed. He's his approach. I, I, I used the Keegan Murray draft pick as well. They said it was a, a four person draft, and the Sacramento Kings took the fifth person. Cool. He wasn't wrong. Again, dude was not wrong. Yeah. And so, one thing that I feel like I'm certain of is Monty McNair knows what's best for this team. He knows better than me, you, and any writer for the athletic or the ringer or panelist on NBA today like he knows this team this roster and what his head coach needs more than anybody else uh, I agree 100% um, they, they just have to I think they got to be a little patient um, and is it weird that this conversation is so heavy like before Christmas I wouldn't say weird you know it's a talking point I think people are, are antsy they see an opportunity, and they want to get aggressive with taking advantage of that opportunity. Um, but, like, I, I think the, the game-to-game nature of it is a little weird. Like, the Kings will lose a game. and be like, man, this ain't, going, this ain't enough. We're going to have to move on. I said, no, if this team is playing and doing the things that I'm looking for, I don't I, – I can engage in a conversation, but at the end of the day – it's just one eight of eleven. That's what I asked this team to do. Yeah, they're they're ten of thirteen at home this year, which is what I asked them to do. So I don't I don't see a need to 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 tinker with that too much. And then I, I know I think it was Tone in the chat. He was like, you know, ask me again after these next three games. That won't change it for me. They can go zero and three, and I know that'll that'll send a lot of people, you know going crazy about everything that's going on you you're gonna lose some games man you're gonna lose some games against good teams got to be able to bounce back and sometimes it's not always looking at yeah just point out one thing with those two teams mm. or three teams excuse me they've already beat two of them yeah like you want to go four and0 against Phoenix and Minnesota I just want to throw that out there like yeah. the, the, the 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 two of the three teams that we're talking about on this stretch they've already beat two of them mm-hmm just mm-hmm own it out there. I think part of it is too is this Kings team is like really close. They're they're a playoff contender and all that. They're not a playing team. They're top six team and all that. I think they're really close. And I think I'm just guess, not guessing, but I think from what I've seen is that fans, it's either you think this team can develop and become that title contender or you don't, and you think they need that one more piece. I think that's what it all comes down to. No, that's fair. I understand it. I under I understand anybody who, you know, is thinking about man, make the make the move because you're right there. Like I get it. Absolutely, I get it. I just. I, I'm looking at this team, and I'm I'm looking for a specific move, I guess. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm not even sure what that move is that I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely not sure who that player is. 
Like I think, I think a lot of people say OG is the guy, and I don't know. Maybe. Ideally, to be honest to with me, you. To me, OG is the right guy at the right cost. Yeah. Once again, I'm not – but this is just me. I'm not, like, as crazy about OG as others are. And if I could if I could pick a position, I'd probably want – Probably want a small forward, and OG would fit that, right? He he fit that, or, or excuse me, I'd, I'd want a power forward mm. as opposed to a small forward, because I'm starting to believe Keegan Murray can be that three. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I don't, I if I don't need him playing the four, you know what I mean? I don't need him um, guarding Tory Craig. I'm just throwing a four out there. I don't I don't need that. Uh, he can focus on being that that small forward that he is, and you can go get. That's where I look at Pascal a little bit more than others because I'd rather have a true four as opposed to a true wing, which is what everybody says they need. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Let's get our man Jeremy in here. Jeremy, what's going on, baby? Uh, not much, guys. What's going on? Uh, just wanted to call in and uh, check in on. See how your Christmas is going, and say uh, thanks a lot. No problem, man. Thank you. Yeah, Christmas is going along. I still got a little more shopping to do, but uh, it's going along. It's good. No, Christmas is a disaster at my house. I, I got one gift that's arrived. The other one's not going to be here in time. Still oh, no. don't know what to do with the other one. That's why you got to go to the mall. Well, one the gift that's not going to arrive here isn't going to be at the mall. Oh. The other one, I don't even know what. My to bad. Do. They don't have a off white store at the gallery. See this Galleria. <laughs> My bad. Gosh. You, know, My you would know because you're always shopping there, Casey. You got your nerve. <laughs> they don't have the palms joined at the at the Galleria. My bad. This dog. dude got his nerve, man. Unbelievable. You're the one with a Palm Angels flannel on right now. <laughs> that is confirmed nor denied. Yes. That yes. I may or may not have a. <laughs> it's absolutely Palms a Palm's Angel flannel right there, and you got your nerve talking about me. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up the the uh, eight of eleven because um, I know that's something you were pushing for. Let's talk to our man Ryan though nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's going on, Ryan? Not much. How you guys doing? We good, dog. So I I feel like with this all this trade talk, everybody wants to jump to you know instant upgrades, and you gotta be careful because not everything is an instant upgrade. I feel like our team is pretty young. I think anything should just be mostly picks going out the door. I feel like mm. most of the players on the roster have a place here. Even Harrison Barnes, maybe it would just be to find a replacement for him in the starting lineup and let him slide to the bench. Cause I feel like his leadership is good. Everybody's got it. Maybe Davion could be traded, but even he could be key in a playoff series where it's like, he could be the defensive guy to come in and give somebody fits. You know, like I think all the pieces are here, maybe just a quality starter and, kind of trade the picks. I got you, Ryan. I think Davion might have been replaced. We'll talk about that. You're listening to D'Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM Carex, QHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, always live on the free Odyssey app. We'll talk more about Davion Mitchell, Keon Ellis, that dynamic right there, and, of course, the Sacramento Kings winning eight of their last 11. But let's talk to our man Scott Goldbranson. Hey, hey. Silver and black today. What's up? Scotty, what's happening, baby? I got a question for you. Who yeah, man. Are, are the Raiders closer to the team that scored zero or the team that scored 63 like four days later? 
It's a great question. I guess we'll find out on Christmas Day against the Chiefs because uh, it's hard to know. I think the offense is what people expected. Okay, not 63 points, but they expected that offense to be more explosive. Of course, Jimmy Garoppolo in the season didn't work out, so then they go to Aiden O'Connell. You expected that. You look at the talent on that roster and you say, okay, yeah, they should be able to put up 25, 30 points per game, somewhere up in there, an NFL average, right? But they couldn't do it, and it was down to 15 and a half uh, even after Antonio Pierce took over, which was worse than when Josh McDaniels was there. So everybody was sort of talking about, it. in fact, the game before that, the loss, they talked, Antonio Pierce said, look, we just, the offense, it's, it's going to click. It's going to click. Well, it finally did click. Now it's too late for a playoff run, uh, but certainly it was good to see some progress there. And I think Antonio Pierce kept his name right in the hopper as far as uh, uh, being able to, mm. to be in the running for the permanent head coaching job. I was going to ask you about that because that's you know what I've been thinking about what they're going to do moving forward with this uh, coaching spot. Uh, to, from everything that you're hearing, how is what's Antonio's chances and and how is it? I, I I think about the locker room. Like, do they even though they haven't always won these games, are they still believing in what he's preaching? Yeah, I mean it, it appears so. They came out clearly after the Minnesota loss. They lose three to nothing, embarrassing at home. Everything was terrible. Didn't seem prepared. Didn't seem like Pierce had a great plan going into that game. Then you get to the Charger game, and yes, they 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 sub, the Chargers submitted to the Raiders' will after about eleven minutes in the game. Uh, but the Raiders executed it throughout the game, even later in the game as they kind of winded it down. They were able to do that. I think the locker room they they're advocating for the guy. I would expect that though. Again, you come out of a crisis situation they had with Josh McDaniels. Of course, the players are going to advocate for Antonio Pierce. He's a player, so he's got that mentality. He understands what it's like to walk in their shoes, and that's important. And I think you should – look, you're not going to hire a coach and, and a GM just based on what the players tell you, but they should have a voice, and I think he's been able to reach them. The question, though, is for me and where I oscillate between the two guys is Antonio Pierce doing a great job – in spurts, but can he be consistent over the last three games to the point where he catapults himself to the point where it's like, well, boy, you got to give this guy a chance. You know, he went three and one down the stretch or whatever it is. As of right now, he's 500 heading in. And I think it's a different situation. Coming in as an interim coach is different than starting a season, picking your staff, picking the players who are going to start, helping with the roster. So it's going to be a tough choice, but certainly there's a lot to like about him. I feel like we could have the identical conversation and you can use you could you could just copy and paste everything you said about Aiden o, about Antonio Pierce and just copy that over to Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I think Aiden O'Connell you're going to see a rookie go up and down, right? Unless there's somebody like CJ Stroud who just happens to go out there and ball out and and maybe be a rookie of the year candidate. But I think with Aiden O'Connell, what the Raiders have learned thus far, and again, he's got three more games to go, is that can the kid play at the NFL level? Absolutely. Is he the dynamic quarterback you need to become a championship caliber team? For me, the answer is still no, guys. I think he's a guy you want to keep and develop. And if I'm the Raiders, what I do is I go draft a quarterback as high as I can in the draft this year. I have that quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, and I go get a veteran, some veteran out there, to come in and I say, all right, it's a wide open competition. The three of you go at it, see who wins out. And so the Raiders are in a good spot. They can go get another draft a draft pick, a quarterback who's dynamic and use his legs a little more. 
uh, and have Aiden O'Connell there too. And look, he can come in and win football games in the NFL. I think he's proven that even in this first year. And so that's that's a good thing for the Raiders. But you don't have to count on him to be your franchise quarterback. I think he just lacks that one piece, which is that functional mobility. Hmm. How do you uh, think the season plays out for um, a guy like Devontae? Uh, I thought after that Vikings game, probably not going to see him anymore. Um, but, you know, he's a competitor. And they got, you know, games, if you're talking about the, the spirit of competition, you got games against teams that are – fighting for the playoffs or playoff seating. And, you know, you as, – as somebody that just follows the league, you would hope that, you know, they would play against the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Just to, to see that. But what do you what do you think? I mean, Devontae's in a tough spot. He's like in the prime of his career. He's got about three more games that don't matter. Why go out there and play outside of just being a competitor? Well, I, I think partly, too, he's, he's such a leader in that locker room. I think he wants to go out and do that. He also likes Aiden O'Connell. I mean, he's very, very clear and I think direct about what he likes about him. And I think he likes the fact that he's helping him along. Right? He's got the opportunity to do that. And I think that you, they can play spoiler, like you said. You look at the three teams remaining on their schedule. Of course, the Chiefs on Christmas Day. Then the Colts, who are right in the middle of the playoff run, surprisingly. And the Broncos, too, who've come out of nowhere as well. Now, the loss hurt the Broncos, but they're still there. So the opportunity for Raiders to play spoiler and end on a really positive note and, oh, by the way, help the guy that they all say they want to be there get the job is to do just that. So I think Devontae Adams has some motivation. He looked miserable in that Minnesota game, but then on the sideline he was dancing, doing doing fun stuff uh, before the end of the game as they were racking up 63 points. So I think that – but I'm with you. I mean, I think – if I'm Devontae Adams, the ball's in his court. When it comes to the offseason, what do the Raiders do? And if I'm him and I like it and I believe in it and we're going somewhere, great. I stay on board because I think we can turn it around quickly. If not, then maybe he says, hey, look, loved being a Raider, always wanted to be a Raider, but I got to go somewhere because I only got a couple years left. I want to go win and you guys are too far away. And that was actually my next question, Scotty. Like, how close is this team? You know, it's a good – I think they're actually closer uh, many of us might have thought earlier in the year. And I, the reason I say that is the defense has come along nicely. Are they missing pieces? Yes. But Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, and Antonio Pierce, remember, who coached the linebackers uh, before he was the interim coach, he – and still does. He they, they both have done a great job with this defense. And we've seen them. We've seen uh, players like Divine Diablo come along. We've seen – uh, guys, I mean, Max Crosby, of course, is doing great. We've now seen Tyree Wilson, the high draft pick. They're using him as a combo. They're moving him inside and outside, and he's doing better in that role. So he might be a hybrid. So I, I think that the defense is a lot closer than we thought and getting better. And then on offense, uh, really, look, if they can get a dynamic quarterback, improve the offensive line, go get a couple other guys for some depth there and maybe improve that offensive line, then they're not that far away. I mean, look, if they can win – uh, two of the next three. I said they'd win seven. They're 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 right now at six, right? So they could win eight, nine games, possibly, mm-hmm. uh, probably seven or eight, I would guess. And if they do that, then that's not that far. I mean, you're talking about ten wins to get into the playoffs this year. It might be tough at ten even, but I think you're you're close to being a ten win team. Uh, so the quarterback makes all the difference in the world. Let me ask a macro Raiders question because I've always wondered this. I think. Uh, during our live show, we had a Raider fan up there, Bronco fan, and I always tried to figure out who is the Raiders' main rival. They got a game going on against the Chiefs on Christmas Day. 
I always thought it was the Chiefs. I know there was a Broncos thing because Al Davis and and Mike Shanahan and all this other stuff. And then the crazy thing about it, uh, maybe this is just a fan thing. I, I don't know. But in the 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl, a gang of Raider fans is like, I want the Chiefs to win, period. So who who is the Raiders' number one rival? You know, I would have to say that it's probably the Broncos. Uh, I think a lot of people would say the Chiefs, um, KC, but I will tell you this. The, the Chiefs have owned the Raiders so so much over the last uh, uh, decade and a half mm-hmm. that it's not much of a rivalry. But the Broncos, I mean, the Broncos, too, you go back, both these teams, uh, you go back to 1977, the AFC Championship game with the Phantom Fumble, all kinds of things. So the history between the Broncos and the Raiders, uh, and, and you talked about Al Davis and some of those things, uh, is big. And I, I, find, I find that the Chiefs are a bigger rival right now because Raider fans hate them so much because they've won so much, right? It's sort of, it sort of kind of goes hand in hand. And the whole AFC West, because of the AFL history going back before the merger, they're all bitter rivals. I mean, uh, and the, the Chargers too, but the Chargers haven't won that much, and the Chargers are the only team in the division to not win a Super Bowl, by the way. So so I think that it, it's a close tie. I think it depends who you talk to. But I'd say the Broncos, based on recent performance, and the Raiders have owned the Broncos over the last few years as well. So I think uh, I think Raider fans are enjoying that piece of it. And boys do that uh, merry-go-round again. There's going to be some flags flying on that next play. I promise you that. Don't do no damn merry-go-round on me. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You better line up and be in regular formation. Stop it next time. (laughs) Stop the damn merry-go-round, man. Yes. I'll stop it. I'll stop it. Stop it legally. Yeah, Yeah, I'll stop it. Hey, did you see – I know we got Scott here, but did you see people are starting to do what I said to do with the tush push? Oh, going yeah. Swift, Swift got his Swift, ass. Yeah, yesterday. he got he got. And that was hey, AJ. That's what you, hey, that's what you do. You want to run that play? Well, enjoy, Somebody unnecessary is gonna get gonna get. En- well, enjoy it now because it's 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 very obviously going away. Like that yeah, that play is going gone. away. It's it's not gonna make it into the next season. Uh, Scott, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy enjoy the holiday. Uh, a hell of a game coming up with the with the with the with, with the Raiders and Chiefs. Obviously, one now it's the Chiefs desperately need. Uh, so we'll see yeah. where that takes us, man. But enjoy the holiday, and we'll see you when all the festivities are behind us. You too, guys. I appreciate it as always. Yes, sir. Take man, care, Scott man. Gobranson right there, silver and black today. And that's I, I just I don't know what this Raider team is, man. I don't know what they are. Like I don't, Maybe they're just that well, average I just, team. But I don't – Maybe they're just that I kind of – I don't think they're that far away, though. That's the part that I get hung yeah, up on. I mean, well, that, and that's why I say – Maybe they're just an average team, and if you're average, you're not far from being good. Right. You need a piece yeah. or two here, yeah. and you can go from six, seven wins to nine or ten. Yeah. See, but is that average a mirage though? Because they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, that's the well. But if you get a quarterback, they, now we positive they don't like we're like this kid can't. He's not doing not doing anything of substance next year. I'll say that. Like he can develop and maybe eventually become somebody. Well, that's what you have to. That's what you have to do this off season too. Is when you hire your general manager and your coach. You've got to sit down and determine, like, what are we looking at the next few years? I'm probably drafting a quarterback. You guys looking for a new head coach, too, if you're the Raiders at this point? From what you've seen? I'm open to, like, I'm open to everything right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hiring a general manager first. Mm. Like, fear. we don't talk about them retaining, uh, uh, is it Champ Bailey? 
the 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 general the guy who's the acting general manager not bailey but first name's champ i know that but is it like uh we don't talk about retaining him mm-hmm. we we focus on antonio pierce you've got to figure out the general manager part first yeah, yeah. i i handle the general champ manager Ke- uh, champ kelly yeah i think champ, champ kelly, kelly yeah okay handle handle the general manager situation um just answering the just me mm. I probably stick with Antonio Pierce. The last time I love I, that I named the Broncos the cornerback. I was about That's to say that would be a turn of events. That'd be amazing. Um, if I if I had to, I they had a guy in there. Um, Basaccia, Basaccia, uh, before McDaniel's that everybody liked in that locker room, and I didn't listen to the locker room. It's dangerous to you know do things just because it went left before, but I might put a little more stock in that now what the locker room is feeling if they're behind a guy like Antonio yeah. Pierce see that's I'm my biggest fear for the Raiders to I be honest you. that's my biggest fear for the Raiders Mark Davis looks back oh I messed up with Basaccia so we got to keep Pierce in I there. hear you but you have to do the general manager thing first mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. think about Monty you know Monty comes in and what was Monty's first piece of business general, uh, I'm signing De'Aaron Fox to a long contract oh, extension Fox, right and so Regardless of what he, you know, you know, James will, will will point out. Frustratingly, he went out and signed Hassan Whiteside and 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 and, and Lil Dog. Yeah, he went out and got Glenn Lil Robinson. Dog. That helps for him. And it's like, okay, Monty went into that first year knowing, all right, I got to make sure De'Aaron's here and happy, and I'm gonna build everything around him. Mm-hmm. And go from there. And I'm not going to be able to do it in this abbreviated timeline that I have. So Monty, I'm assuming, I certainly don't know this. I wasn't privy to the conversation. But I'm confident Monty and Vivek had a conversation about a potential timeline for this team. Mark needs to hire the general manager. Then have a discussion about the timeline for this team Mm -hmm. as you decide who your next head coach is. Because the players, I I like Antonio Pierce too. Mm -hmm. But the players seem to like Antonio Pierce. That's great. How many of them are you actually keeping in Raiders uniforms moving forward? <laughs> well, yeah, right. It's the timeline thing because it's really like one or two that I'm I'm listening. And that's, Max and Devontae. And, and if I'm keeping them and I trust what they see in that locker room, so that it would weigh heavy. It's not the only thing I'm worried about, but it would weigh heavy on my decision. And with those guys, I'm also asking them like, hey, what if it's not Antonio? Mm-hmm. What if we go through this hiring process and we like someone else. Like we're trying to build out a timeline that makes this competitive as soon as possible. If it's not Antonio, are you still open to being here? Mm. Mm. And, and you have that. You have that. You have those conversations. Yep. They're not declarations. They're conversations. Yep. You're talking I, with I, your I, players. You're talking with your front office. I feel like Mark Davis. Like as far as like what he needs to do, just hire the GM, and then after that, he needs to get out the way. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like don't. Talk about who the next coach should be. Like, just let the general manager handle it. If he thinks it's Antonio Pierce, then fair. But if not, yeah, he needs to be out the way, though. My whole point. I agree. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll dive back into uh, the Sacramento Kings uh, and the way they've been playing. We got Trista Crick coming up uh, at the top of the two o'clock hour. A lot of NBA basketball ahead. Has anybody written a column about the Kings being sixteen and nine despite the fact they've been injured? It's been pretty quiet. Hollinger. Pretty quiet? Pretty quiet. Talk about it. Steve Lowe and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. 
Tecovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, guess it's just me here. It's a wrap for uh, Damian Barling, folks. <laughs> Dame is uh, making sure everything is, is, is good. Well, I was going to say something else. He's just making sure he's getting water. That's it. He's coughing. <laughs> That's it. Uh, back here, D'Lo and Casey. Kings win last night, 143-131 against the Washington Wizards. The hapless Washington Wizards. And... You know, one of the things that I I love about what I'm seeing from this Kings team right now is they're taking care of the home court. Taking care of the home court. That's what I ask from them. I need need them to be a place where people look at, oh, man, you got to go to Sacramento. That crowd is loud. That team feeds off their energy. That's a tough game. And I don't know if that was always the case last year. This year it seems like they're taking that seriously. They're like – they're looking at that situation like we're like Alvin Gentry. Shout out Alvin Gentry. We just talked about him. He tried to get these guys to understand when he was the coach. He had to take care of home court. And that's what it seems like they're they're doing right now. 10-3 and three on the season at home. And I need more of that. I need more of that. 
13 and 3? Oh, hell yeah. They go 13 and 3. Uh oh, you couldn't tell me nothing. 13 and 3 would be nuts. Absolutely nuts because it means you beat the Celtics, you beat the Suns a second time, and you beat the, the Timberwolves a second time. So, to answer your original question before we were in, I think we were on break, if they went 13 and 3 at home, would we then get um, articles on the Kings? No, no, no. No. Mm. no. No, what what's what funny? Take? <clears throat> like a twenty game win streak. <laughs> does them going three and zero in this um, upcoming little stretch right here? Does that do anything for you guys as far as how good you think they can be? Because this is, this is yeah. good teams. Yeah, absolutely. Be, but, well, one, that'd be six straight wins. But uh, you beat Boston for the first time. Like you didn't beat Boston last year. Mm. You'd beat Phoenix again. I'm assuming KD will be here. Yep. And you beat the top team in the West. Yeah, that 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 holds that holds weight. I just think it's funny no one's written an article that the Kings are sixteen and nine, the four seed, despite the fact that De'Aaron Fox I think has missed what six six or seven. Six or seven? Yeah. Keegan Murray missed like five six games. Herder was out for a little bit. Ray Lyles wasn't here for the first couple of weeks. Then nothing. Nothing. Y'all got nothing. nothing to say. Nothing. Wow. Crickets. Because y'all said there was no way this team was going to be healthy again. And be successful. And they well, were, you were right. right about that. You were right. But they were wrong about that as well. They hit the stride. The stride that they, they are at right now, they hit in the middle of January mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. Y'all got that? Oh, are, are the Kings this good because Bradley Beal's out? Mm. I mean, the hottest team in the NBA is in the Western Conference. And it's not the Los Angeles team y'all said it was going to be. Mm. On it. The James Harden thing has worked out just fine for everyone involved. Yeah. They and they're playing good ball. Cooking. Call it like it is, too. All the other teams that have had to deal with injuries like the Kings have not come out the way the Kings have so far. Right. No, it, and <clears throat> it was predictable. But y'all didn't listen. They got all the answers. They got all the answers. It was all answers. about the Kings. The Kings couldn't possibly sustain this if, if, if something happened to De'Aaron Fox. Mm. Well, they they they've won games without De'Aaron. We don't want to play without De'Aaron Fox, right. but right. maybe the team is all right. Right, it's a good team. I don't, I don't know why. Crazy, right? I don't know why. It's just nobody's saying they're the champs. Nobody's saying all this other stuff. But just that's a good team. That's but they won't team. because they'd have to admit that they were wrong again about this team. Well, yeah, it comes down to like I'm not even gonna, some guy in Indiana yesterday got locked up or whatever. Mm. Sabonis had a triple double. Where was the tweets at? Mm. Oh, no one had no one tweeted about that. No one's mm. tweeted that we were, the, we were streaming Warzone on Twitch. Some people were. The the the. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's written about the 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 in season tournament darling losing four in a row. Oh, no. Where where where's the MVP ladder? Oh. Can you be, can you be on can hey. you be on the ladder when you've lost four in a row? When he when he on, he was on the MVP ladder. It was like seventh. Yes, he was. Yeah, it was like seventh. They treat Sacramento. Oh, funny. and boy, have they appeared to turn on Shivano. They've hit that stage of it. Oh, they have hit the stage of we are done with Buddy Hill. <laughs> I saw Miss P quote tweet something, and I was like, oh, 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 they there. Mm. Oh, they. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. <laughs> B-Lo and JC <laughs> in Indianapolis. The, that chatty house is. They are Get fed him up. out of here. They are fed up with Shimano. <laughs> They're already working out that Lakers trade like we used to. Oh, man. Universal trade. <laughs>
Universal trade. Let's get Dan in here. 916-909-1320. What's up, Dan? Yeah, hey, guys. Um, I heard you chatting yesterday about the uh, Zach Levine trade, and you guys missed the biggest reason why you don't want him. What's that? Uh, because Vlade wanted him five or six years ago. That's oh, like leave Vlade alone. Vlade also, Vlade also wanted uh, De'Aaron Fox out there. Boy, out. I'll tell you. I'll t- well, I have – okay. What? Uh-oh. No, no. It, Is this what you're doing to Vlade? No, I'm not going to do anything to Vlade. I'll say this, though. If the Kings do that's – that's, that's kind of a funny point by Dan. If the Kings go get Zach Levine, that – that stuff about Vlade being back with the Kings is going to get really, <laughs> really, really loud. Let's get Kamara in here. 916-909-1320. What's up, Kamara? What's going on, gentlemen? First of all, did y'all check out that Scarface Tiny Death? Yeah, I, I saw I a little bit of it this morning. I, I didn't see it. I'm not, I mean... It's one of those things, if Don't I get pay. to it, I get to it. I'm Don't not like a huge pay. Scarface guy. It's pretty dope, though. You'll like All it. I think you'll like dope. it. It's pretty like, dope. All those things are really yeah. cool. I think it was one of the best of the year. Yeah, it was fire. Mm, better than Juvenile? I want to say it's up there. Scarface plays, is, I don't even, he's he got a such a dope voice. Dog. Scarface got and such a dope voice. His voice is an instrument, dog. Yeah. But he plays a live instrument. Yeah. Faith plays a live instrument. So you be, you know. But um, check this out. The conversation surrounding if they go 3-0 these next three games, I'll call it right now, and you know these are tough games, but uh, that conversation of De'Aaron being MVP gets really, really, really loud, and including the Kings. I think this is a very important week for a lot of reasons. Number one, these are all um, top tier teams. Two of them are Western Conference top. These are top, top teams, but um, and the Kings haven't won a back to back. But also just for the makeup of see where this team is at, you know, this is an imperative week. And so I think, uh, you know, De'Aaron and the Kings, if they if they get through this stretch, I'm calling it, um, you'll start hearing it getting louder and louder, like, is De'Aaron a dark horse MVP? Not just from Sacramento media. I'm talking about nationally, like from other pundits. That mm-hmm. They're going to have to take note. If, if De'Aaron performs the way I know he can and the Kings do what they have to do. Hmm. So. I'm 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 with you. That I, I think like what De'Aaron is doing, you gotta stop referring to him. It can't be a dark horse. I just like, look what at what he he's doing. Like he's just a candidate now. It, it, I'm a little late to this party. What Joel is doing is insane. What Jokic oh, is doing, Jokic just I guess this is just Jokic is like uh, I, I guess he's like Domas. This, this is just this is just what he does. Yeah, he's just Domas like on on a little HGH, <laughs> right? He just puts up 30, 15, and 12 on a regular basis. It's literally just what he does. I think, I think you do call De'Aaron a dark horse, though, because, like, then theoretically, yes, 30 and 6 is your top four MVP candidate. Mm. Like, you're right in the thick of it. Yeah. But you look at, the, like, all these MVP lists, yeah, all the riders true. putting out, like, he's not in those. <clears throat> well, the, in those, it's, those other three, and I honestly think you could throw Giannis in there, too, mm. are so good. Like, the last... That's the last four MVPs, right? JoJo, Giannis, and uh, Jokic. Yeah, that's yeah. three people, not four people. Yeah, those those guys are inc- like those guys are incredible. Those mm-hmm. the numbers that they're putting up is incredible. Um, and De'Aaron, 
Yeah, De'Aaron's kind of on the outside of that. So yeah, I guess I guess that's because well, they're not even throwing right. him like with the Tatum's and stuff like that. He's not even in that group. He's not in the second. He's not group in the after. Tyrese Halliburton class. Exactly. He's he's honorable mention MVP candidate right now. Imagine losing four in a row and being ranked seventh on the NBA MVP ladder. Call them out next time, Drapes. Say the league's writers stink. Talking about bloggers and podcasters when it's the NBA's own website disrespecting Aaron like that. Hey, um, real quick. I'm checking in from... Yeah, John Poles, good point. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic. Luka's, Luka's balling. Yeah, Luka's balling. absolutely. That's my bad. I'm checking in from 107.5, the fan in Indianapolis. is Chatty House. Oh. Um, I'm trying to see if they're – Wait, is this a shoot? Do they got a <laughs> Chatty a House? Shoot. It's a shoot. Okay. Uh, is Ramsey looking, in it? Well, never mind. Oh, Too soon. Well, damn. Soon. Damn, I got to get the backstory on that. Uh, Eastside Kenny – Says the Jazz want five first round draft picks for Laurie. He can definitely help the Pacers, but like OG, he's pricey. So that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody. This could be a great Shivano. Checking out checking out other <laughs> fan bases. This could be phenomenal. Somebody's talking about watch the ton of Seinfeld. What episode is that? And there's nobody, there's nobody slandering. Is that, that, that might've been like when the chatty house was talking about chicken wings earlier. Yeah. They were talking about sizzler earlier here in our chicken. Someone made in our chatty house. Yeah, no, I'll check back in though. I'll check back in and see um, Mm. if there's something going on with Shivano in the 107, the fan chatty house. Shout out two four two boss on Twitter, by the way. I think that's buddy's um, burner account. (laughs) Um, is that like <laughs> Kings 23 Martin from yesterday? Yes, exactly what like it is. Because the 242 or whatever is a Bahamas area code. Oh, oh nice. Well, let me see this guy, Eastside Kenny. Hold on. He's just out of nowhere. Uh-oh. Sabonis had a triple-double last night. Mm. Oh, boy. Mm. Warm it up. Oh, boy. <laughs> Warm it up. Oh, they're not doing well out there. They're not doing well out there. Rick Carlo talking about we gotta stop. We're gonna start playing different now. We can't keep playing oh, this way. This guy, Rick. Oh, oh. Rick, Rick is not pleased. <laughs> Rick's having that Dave Yeager moment. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Let's get our man Dave potentially from Carmichael in here. Dave, what's uh, going on, man? Definitely not Carmichael. Where are uh, you from, Dave? Where are you from? Long Beach. Oh, okay. Long, Shout Beach. Out Long Beach. Jason, Jason Jones. Let's go. Yes, yeah, yes indeed. You went, you went to Poly? Oh, I didn't. I went to Wilson, so you probably hate my okay. high school. I got you. I got you. Um, I was going to say, the guy that I honestly think that – I think Ham was, like, really high on last year, John Collins. He's super cheap. <clears throat> he's got that, He's got that like, height that we're looking for. He can actually produce in the NBA. We've seen it at least once. Maybe twice he might have had two pretty good years. I feel like if he came into like this system, kind of looking around, like I'm sure he's he's seen losing at this point. Mike Mike Brown might be the guy to actually be like, hey, he's got Kevin Herter locked in. What could he do with this like versatile, athletic guy that can honestly block shots? And he's shooting 38 percent from three. Let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this real quick, Dave. What do you think that costs the Kings? I think probably like probably Harrison Barnes. I don't know. Okay. I feel like they they probably want to dump him, mm. 
they they threw a salary dump and like what was it a second round pick to get him. I feel like he's more affordable. He kind of sort of is like a poor man's like Jaron Jackson. Like it's it, he kind of fits. It's just I think with that guy, it just comes down to coaching, and it mm. turns out that that's like nowadays like a strong suit of this team. Okay. I don't I'll tell you this. Appreciate you, Dave, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah. I don't I don't dislike I've ne- I was never in on the John Collins thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we used to talk about John Collins, you know, prior to the Sabonis move, like he was gonna be the Sabonis move. Mm. Like the move that, that it's fair to say Sabonis changed everything. Right. Right? Right. We used to talk about <clears throat> I think some of the conversation around John Collins used to be he was the one who was going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And I never agreed with that. Mm-hmm. You want to do it now? Oh, I'm fine with it now. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with John Collins as a piece of what Sacramento's building. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at that either. Like like uh, the call said, it's going to be a little cheaper than all these other guys that we're talking about. But this is a guy that, you know, has potential to, to be an impact player out here. The, the one thing I know he's eh, – I shouldn't say I know it. I, I have a feeling – that he's a decent rim protector for a power forward, but does he guard on the perimeter well? That's something that I'm not familiar with. I gotta, I gotta go back and watch his game a little bit more. Um, but I think about a guy like John Collins. I think about PJ Washington, and these aren't the big, uh, super sexy moves that you know Siakam, OG, or or Levine are. But I think they. Mm-hmm. That that could be the way to go, where you you make moves for guys like that, and it's more in your price range, so to speak. Like you can you can make that happen if you feel like you need to make a move. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it at all. Um, I just can't figure out if they'd want to move Harrison or not. I know that sounds weird, given. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if I, it, they w- obviously wanted him here. Mm-hmm. I think they were exploring other options first. Yeah, and we could, we That's, could go, we could, we could talk about, we could talk about the different players to death. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking more from like a trade component. There were, there were, there were other things that they were trying to do before that Harrison deal got done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they like Harrison. I don't know if they're married to him. John Collins this season is um, 14 points, eight rebounds, shooting 40% from three, 48% from the field. Dave, the universal Davion and Harrison deal, that works, too. That makes the money work. See, I see I see Jay here saying the, uh, John Collins ain't it, $25 million in uh next two years after this one. Jay, that's that's not big money anymore, 25 bro. million is not that much. Yeah, not that's bad. not big money anymore, man. That's you gotta you gotta Jay you you, you people are looking at that twenty five million from John Collins you gotta look at through the through the eyes of like the growing salary cap right. like that twenty five is that's that's easily digestible that twenty five oh. here here's here's the money thing that twenty five million does not interfere with signing Malik Monk there you go John Collins honestly when you think about it might be the best of both wor- worlds for who like the ones that want to make a deal and the ones that don't want to blow yeah. this team up. Because yeah. Harrison, like he did put up, what was it, 18 or whatever yesterday. Last night, yeah. Like we'll see what he does on Wednesday and stuff like that. Davion's not getting that out. HB and Davion Yeah, work. that works. Throw on a second round pick with any age if you want. The only killer with that is why would the Jazz take on another guard? 
Avion's got upside, and they're maybe trying to blow it up. But they already got, off the top of my head, two point guards right now with Sexton. And well, so did the Kings. That didn't stop them. <laughs> Is Colin Sexton, like, are you building, like, are you, like, hold on to Colin Sexton? I like Colin goal? Sexton. Like, yeah, yeah but like, to I me, like, like I think Danny could see it like, as a piece. Like, if he's going to blow it up, I don't think you're keeping Colin Sexton yeah. around. He could. Maybe. Who knows what Danny Ainge sees? Davion's more low risk to where you're probably not going to win much, but you'll see if he can play and all that. Wow. And if he doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Nah, I mean, I like I said, I I think that John Collins and what he could potentially be going for is a little bit more in the in the King's price range. <clears throat> yeah, it, absolutely. Makes sense. absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um mentioned the third quarters. I mentioned this at the start of the show. The last three third quarters for uh, Sacramento, and we can even go to four of the last five if you just allow me to skip the Clippers game. Oh, go ahead. But the last three, 46, 44, and 41. Mm. Those are the points that they've scored in the third quarter. Again, if you allow me the opportunity to skip the, skip the Clippers game, the Nets, they put up 44. Mm. And I think if you go back to before that, I think the Suns game, yeah, the Suns game wasn't in the 40s, but that was the 33 to 12 fourth quarter or third quarter, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They're playing really, really well coming out of halftime right now. Yeah, it's the mark of a, I'm not calling them this, so to speak, but it's the mark of a championship team. Yeah. We saw firsthand with uh, Golden State when they were on their run to what they would do in third quarters. And if the if the Kings are able to establish that type of mentality or whatever it is coming out of the half, that's a that's a championship trait right there. It is. I mean, another team that used to come out second half strong was the UConn women. Mm. They'd come out, and every analyst would tell you, you know, just watch these first four minutes because mm-hmm. UConn out that locker room in the first four minutes. They could they could end this game, mm. and you know during that run, eight and a half times out of ten they did, mm. uh, similar to what the Warriors did. I just think that is so impressive, uh, the way the Kings are playing in in these third quarters. Um, it's setting them up to be in great positions headed into the final twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they're not crawling back from a deficit, you know when they're playing from ahead or. or playing at least in the vicinity of the game most in in the case of these past three third quarters they're playing ahead in these games Mm -hmm. man that's a that's a that's a great component for this team and and like you kind of alluded to and mentioned uh the other day i don't know now we're now we're talking about third quarter De'Aaron yeah (laughs) now fourth (laughs) quarter De'Aaron right at 12 points three of three yesterday in that third quarter five of eight from uh, the free throw line could have 15 points in that quarter. Yeah, he's just like, look, man, I've already conquered the fourth. Why don't we? Uh, <laughs> why don't we just uh, come out the break and be hot? And to be fair, he wasn't the Kings' best player in the third quarter. Harrison Barnes was doing his thing <laughs> H- in the third quarter. HB three, <laughs> the third quarter for Harrison Barnes. HB three. Good, good game last night from Harrison Barnes. Yeah, man. good game, man. Like I, I, I'm gonna continue to say it. My thing with him. Doesn't have to be 19 points. It doesn't have to be, you know, this big. But you have to have your presence felt uh, somewhere on the stat line and somewhere in the game. That's and, good because that's the only place his presence was felt. It was. I was, was going to leave him a 
Leave him alone on that one. He had this a good time, game. But, no, know, like I, he had a good game. Uh, whatever it is that day, whatever, whatever. If it's scoring, if it's <laughs> defense, if it's rebounding, whatever What's it is. What's going on tonight? Boston and Golden State's tonight. I yeah. might rewatch this game and just track Harrison's movement. <laughs> that might be. That's all I want to do is just. Oh, you know what? I forgot. We have a program that will well, help us we do, do that. We do. I'm gonna yeah. just track Harrison's movements and see, like, how come he. How did he really not get a single rebound this whole game? That don't make no sense. <laughs> because the Kings won, it's sort of funny. The Kings that lost, no it wouldn't be funny sense. at all. Did um, I'll ask you, I'll ask anybody out there you know, that wants to call in, did anybody look at Kyle Kuzma last night and say, oh, man, he would have been nice on the Kings? I just don't feel that way about Kyle Kuzma. I feel that way about Tyus Jones sometimes when I'm watching the Wizards. Um, the backup point guard. Trey. Trey Jones, excuse me. Yeah. Did you? Did you have feelings of what could be? A couple times. You know, wow. see him hitting, hitting some you know deep pull-up threes and getting to the basket a couple times. And once again, and this is the thing, like when people talk about Zach Levine and all these other guys, like Kyle Kuzma is the same way. I look at him in, like, the role of Harrison Barnes. 11 shots a night. Mm -hmm. They double down on Sabonis, so they double down on De'Aaron Fox. Who you want taking that shot, Kyle Kuzma or Harrison Barnes? Kyle Kuzma is just a better shooter. Mm -hmm. that Maybe doesn't understand the game better, or maybe he's not the better teammate, but I'm looking at it from in that respect. He's a better rebounder, things of that nature. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, but every time you think about – Oh, he's better at this. You got to ask yourself, you know, would he buy in? I don't know. I'm not going to say that he would or wouldn't. I don't know. Um, and I think that's just as important, important as if he can hit an open jump shot. Would he buy into the system or not? And that's something we don't know. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just pointing out he looked fine last night. Kyle? Yeah. He did. He did. He didn't look like he was bothered by being on a four and twenty. It was an audition yesterday. That's why. Oh, maybe it was. He was talking to De'Aaron a lot. He was. Did De'Aaron like that? I'm gonna get you out. Is that what it was? They had to to cover up their mouth. Well, they had to do that. They come get me. I mean, that's OBJ to Jimmy G. Cool. OBJ in Cleveland to Jimmy G. Hmm. Like Jimmy had any say so. Kyle would tell Jimmy, Give get the up. hell out of my office. Bro, Kyle Shannon tells me where to throw it. I can't get you here. <laughs> Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle's going to make me hand it off if I keep <laughs> talking to you. You can hand it off 10 plays in a row. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like. I don't dislike I like, Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Kuzma. Once again, if he, if he buys in and he, he wants to win and. You know, he's not worried about just his shots or something like that. I like Kuzma I a lot more than I like Levine. Yeah, I think Kuzma's a, a more natural fit. Just a seamless fit. Hey, I, I, no, I take that back. I did watch a couple of times when he had a couple of times. Damn, if they had Kuzma out there. Really? How are you going to guard this team? Nah, he's How are you going to guard this he's, team? He's a bucket. Where's how, the help coming from? How would you feel about Jordan? Uh, Jordan was whatever. Jordan's not the same player. He's not the same person to me anymore. Mm. He's not. And a lot of people ragging on him for that um, move when he was uh, when De'Aaron just went by him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, it was kind of funny. It was. Like, he just he put just, his hands up like, nope. He, just, he was just like, not me, and just like turned to the well, side it and wasn't, let Deion go by, right by him. It wasn't good defense. I'm not going to make that argument. I look at that as that was more of a phenomenal move by De'Aaron Fox than it was terrible defense. So that Hezzy and zero to 60, the way he did that, De'Aaron would have done that to a lot of people. I'll be honest. I looked at it completely different than both of those things. Mm. I thought Jordan thought someone was going to be there. Maybe. Because the way he just opened and let De'Aaron go by him, I thought he expected someone to be right there. But, of course, it's the Wizards, so no one was there. Mm. And now Jordan looks like a jackass. Maybe so. And it was a little deep uh, on on the court. Like, usually you see something like that around Mm. 18 feet away. Like, De'Aaron was like – was was about by the basket. fifteen feet away. Yeah, he has he looked around. At that point, I can understand somebody saying, "I stopped him. Mm-hmm. He's looking to go make a pass somewhere." Mm-hmm. And then he just does this nasty like kill dribble mm-hmm. and go. It was. I looked at that once again. Not saying it was great defense, but I looked it at was. that as like, "Yo, De'Aaron is nasty for that. That was that was sick." Mm-hmm. Yes, but you know, a lot of people. Got upset get when they get off. upset, but they, they saw it as an opportunity to pick on Jordan. We'll come back. Uh, more hoops ahead. Trista Crick joins us at the top of the 2 o'clock hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I asked Kenny who the most Googled person in the United States was this year. I don't think you're going to get it. Well, that means it's not Taylor Swift. Which is weird. Yeah, it's not Taylor Swift. I don't know. It's Damar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. A, that was a that was a monster story. Oh, absolutely! Demar Hamlin was number one. Jeremy Reiner was number two. Oh, it's I've, Travis is Kelsey he, was number three. Is is Reiner's with us? Right, he was just in. Yeah, he's he, with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The tractor okay. fell on him. Yeah, yeah, he's good though. Yeah, he's with us. Because I saw I was I saw the Avengers the other night and he was in there and I was like, damn, I can't remember. Is he Jeremy Reiner from Modesto too? A Niners fan. Most Googled memes in 2023 in the United States. Jerry Lawler laughing. <laughs> That's a gif, I think. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, true, true, true. Kevin James is in there. Kevin James is number one. <laughs> Kevin James is number one. Number four, the folding chair. Ah. We got to do a best of, like, the folding Where's chair. Where's our calendar? Who, I, I haven't seen I the calendar since you brought it up. Like, I they haven't been to, keeping up with it, I don't think. Damn, I, I think it's on my it's What on my, calendar? The one where it's, like, the um, Twitter story of the oh, month. Jaw oh, was on there oh, twice. Oh. The submarine was on there. Alabama was on there. I got to find Oh, it. here's a new one. Kanye West claims African Americans aren't black. Come on, man. We're Indian. Still around? Why is he still talking? I I I, post, I don't even need him to talk. This question will be asked on one hundred two five today. Do we just look at him like a crazy person and like no, he's really talented. He's just crazy. Because hear me out for two seconds. Mm-hmm. What R. Kelly did was repre- was disgusting, mm-hmm. and it was super easy to just be like, I can't rock with this dude anymore yeah think of everything kanye has said and done Hmm. and i worked out to it's a little different but i worked out to what's it called good music cruel summer like two days ago 
Mm -hmm. Complex played Overnight Celebrity in the mix yesterday. Mm -hmm. He didn't play Honey Love or Slow Down. Like, at at what point do we, like, why is that? Why have we been, like, this dude, I told you yesterday in in researching this thing, dude gets streamed 20 million times a day. Mm -hmm. He has not been canceled, despite the fact he should have been a long time ago. Even I haven't canceled him. I mean, it it almost feels like... The dude wore a shirt with White Lives Matter on it standing next to Candace Owens. It almost feels like R. Kelly's the only one that's ever really been canceled. Was Cosby kind of canceled? Yes and no, but they they brought the Cosby show back. That show's on TV? Absolutely. I watch it often. Comes on TV one, and the reason for it was oh TV one. That's right. You the told me the that reason before. for it is very justifiable. Like, you know, there's people who were still getting income from the Cosby Show, and when he made a mistake, they all lost out on money. And you know, some people are like, "That's not fair." For uh, what's what's my man's? What was his? Uh, what was uh, Sandra's husband? Uh, Alvin. Alvin. That's not fair for Alvin mm-hmm. because, you know, like he didn't do nothing wrong. And now a man who's now a thriving actor. He is a thriving after actor. After they tried to make an ass out of him yeah. for working at Whole Foods. Yeah, because he was, he was grinding out here trying to get what he could. So that's why the Cosby show came back. But it came Shout out 50. Back. Shout out Tyler Perry. Shout out mm-hmm. everyone who was like, oh, no, that's we, we got that. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, yeah, it feels like R. Kelly, the only one that's really been canceled. I've never tried to look up R. Kelly's streaming numbers. Let's get Manny in here. Um, Trista Crick's going to join us at the top of the hour. 916-909-1320. What's up, Manny? Hey, real quick on what you were just speaking on. I'm going to tell you because R. Kelly's acts were like these heinous acts that like are right in your face. You know, there's a lot of parents out here. Like, you don't have to be a parent, obviously, but they're just like hit you in the face. I think with uh, Kanye, there's a whole bunch of it. Cause I still listen to his music, too. Um you're hoping at some point, like, it, it becomes, like, not that he snaps out of it, but it's like it was almost more due to a sickness or a mental health issue mm-hmm. than it's really him. And I think how everybody holds on to mm-hmm. that. Like, oh, you know, one day he's going to apologize. He's going to get on, not to say he needs Medicaid, but maybe he'll get on something and it just kind of triggers where he goes back to what we consider normal. And I think that's what it is. We hold on hope that at some point, I mean, in Chicago, we've been trying to trade them, but ain't no ain't no takers. So, I think I, I think to to that point a little bit, Manny. I think um, uh, people look at R. Kelly with what he did as as being like a a sick individual. An they just unforgivable sin. Yeah, they just look at Kanye as just a, a jackass, as, as Obama. Yeah, said. interestingly enough. This is from 2019, by the way. This is not 2023. I just mm-hmm. found the title very interesting <laughs> interestingly enough it's on revolt and i clicked on it for those that know the backstory behind that website uh r kelly's streams rose 116 percent immediately following surviving r kelly i can believe it so wow. they told the story of this man's behavior and his streams went up mm-hmm. his streams though in recent years still pale in comparison they're not small Five point four million per week. Again, Kanye's twenty million per day. Yeah. Kanye, I, Kanye's just looked at as is just a jackass. I guess like so. he's not looked at as a, a vile human being. It, it, he's exactly. Yeah, I, I 
I, I, I got you. I'm sorry, Manny. Go ahead. No, no, I just because I'm always afraid of Jesse cutting me off because I know I'm going to be hating. <laughs> but, um, I kid, I kid. Hey, but with the Kings, I think, you know, we all, we have all these names that always float around. We talk about it all the time. We get into debates, all that. But sometimes people lose sight that this is literally only into the second year of this crew gelling together, right? And like you said, like, there's always – sometimes there's a, somebody on a team like, let's just Jimmy Butler, like – when they drafted him, no one knew he was going to be what he was, but that's what he turned into. So you wait for your guys to develop, and sometimes you get, you know, like Keegan, I don't, we didn't know what we were going to get when we drafted him. We knew he had certain skills. Now he looks like he could be ten times what was originally thought. So that changes what you need and what you – like Like you said, you change your perspective of who you wanted yesterday from yesterday to today. And I think Monty is the same thing. He's sitting back. Hey, if something presents itself, that's a good trade that doesn't hurt us in other areas where we can still continue to grow with what we have. Cool. If not, we're not in no hurry. We're still developing. We're still, I know everybody wants to be a championship now, but it's a process and you don't want to rush out and get something that ends up making you take two steps back mm-hmm. from what your original plan was. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Manny. Oh, for sure, man. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think there's much of anything that can take them two steps back if they're holding on to Fox, Sabonis, Murray, or Monk. I don't think And they, Monk. Yeah. I don't think there's anything. Like, they can't make a trade, in my opinion, that derails what they're doing. That's the core core, and those are the guys. You can mess it up if you trade one of them, but the other ones, and I know that may come off a little harsh, and I think they're they're important pieces too, but I think those four – or a little higher on the on the pecking order. I don't disagree with Manny's call, and I get what he's saying and all that, and I pretty much do I do agree with him for the most part. But also, like it's the second year of this um this this Kings team or whatever. But how many more years are you gonna get Fox at thirty and six? Uh, I think you might get him for another three four years. I'm saying like, and it was a couple like a few years, but you gotta like you gotta like pounce on that and make the most of that now. Like you're getting the best of Fox, you're getting the best of Sabonis, you're gonna be getting the best of Keegan in a little bit. Well, that's the I think that's the 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 beauty of this. Mike has really pushed these guys. He's he's talked about it from a team perspective, but I think it applies individually too. He's talked about he's used the phrase. It's really hard to go from good to great, mm-hmm. and he'll talk about that as it pertains to Sacramento, and he uses it a way to laminate the way the team the the, the reasons that the team needs to be better defensively. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron going from like twenty five points per game to 30 points per game is incredible. Mm. Like that jump is massive. Like going from 15 to 20 is like, okay, you're really emerging as like a, a, a really solid player. Right. But going from 20 to 25 where you're already a, a really, really, really good scorer in the league to now you're an upper echelon scorer in the league is, is really difficult. And what, what De'Aaron is doing is his his window of greatness is like opening. Mm. Like it's not closing. It's not like his window of greatness is opening right now. Yeah. Domas, the same thing. Like these, the, we, we talk a lot about, you know, when these different trade proposals and all of this stuff, timelines. Yeah. And that's the timeline they're talking about. The timeline is De'Aaron Fox's age. The timeline is DeMontis Sabonis' age. Oh, the timeline is Malik Monk's age. These guys, that's that's the timeline right there. Who fits with that? 
because if you fit with that, the window for the greatness of the team now mm-hmm. opens up for, as you pointed out, five years, yeah. half a decade. I feel like there's there's some wild cards at play too because we don't necessarily know where Keegan might Keegan might turn into a 22 per mm-hmm. points per game score. Mm-hmm. Malik Monk is also a wild card. Malik Monk might turn into this 15, 16 point per game every like depending on the opportunity. With if he gets more opportunity, yeah. he'd be a 20, 20 point per game score. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a couple wild cards there. I'm trying to think of De'Aaron Fox, and I don't I don't know what's a good comp to his career, his career. Like him and SGA, it almost feels like uh, almost feels like it's the first we're seeing it. There's one in my mind, and I don't know. I'll let you and TK tell me tell me what you think about it. Who is What's it? What's up, boys? What, what are you, you going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to introduce Well, no, I thought well, well, you kind of threw it. Well, I guess I will. You're listening to D-Lo and Casey on KIFM West Sacramento, 98.5 FM, KRXQHD2 Sacramento, ESPN 1320, always live on the free Odyssey app. As our latest tour of Trista Crick's know, new home nice continues, just, just, just bare trees behind her, just <laughs> a forest, just acreage. Uh, out there at the Trista Crick compound. Yeah. Uh, yep. But we're happy to be joined by the host of the Heat Check podcast. Uh, what was your comp that you wanted to throw at us? Is it Russell Westbrook? Well, that's James's favorite comp, sure. Because I'm trying to think of somebody else that would compare to De'Aaron. Like, and and you and I'm not like I could say Dame or Steph, but I don't think that's the type of player De'Aaron is. He's not like this dead eye three point shooter like those guys, and that's where they get some of their points. He's this unbelievably athletic guy, a little bit more cerebral than a Russell Westbrook. But is that – I was trying to find what we could compare De'Aaron to to see, like, this may be how he ages in the league. But I don't know. I don't know if it's Russell Westbrook. Russ, is at, the that age, Russ at the age of 26 years old hit 28.1 points per game, eight. Point six assists and seven point three rebounds. Mm. That's at the age. So of what? Deeron's at like four rebounds per per game. Yeah, he's at about four and six, I think. Yeah, I think I was having a conversation with somebody about this like two three days ago. How similar? If you look at their stats, how similar SGA and and Deeron Fox really mm. are. Like in almost every way, Fox is a much better three point shooter. But SGA is is the best defender right now on ball in the league, like in terms of steals and blocks. He's nah. averaging two point two point seven steals per game. Two point seven steals per game. I get, over I, a block per game. I'm not, I'm not I'm not giving that one TK. We had this conversation last week. I'm not getting that one TK. SGA a hell of a defender. But they're the, very close. To though. me, they're very, very to me close. the difference is not, Kings play the Warriors. Thunder play the Warriors. It's go time in the fourth quarter. De'Aaron's yeah, but we go- already discussed that that premise was false, that SGA strapped up Steph. They both, no, they he both gave him work. Him. He didn't strap him up. He gave him work because Steph was trying to guard him on the other end. We watched that overtime game the other day. It was Dort the whole fourth quarter. That's one game, but the, the first matchup that they had, SGA was the one on Steph. How many times did SGA guard Fox the other night? And I think that's more of a testament to the lack of – a defense on the Kings on the perimeter. You don't have any other options. It has to be Fox. Mm. Mm. I think you're wrong about that. <laughs> I think Keegan Murray is. Well, yeah, but you're not going to, I think you're going to want 
if you're talking about the positional matchup, right, you would want Keegan on somebody that's bigger, right? You would want – because there's other guys that are – I guess you could try – who who then does Fox guard? I feel like Mike is going to put Keegan on the biggest threat. Mm. That's who you're guarding. Mm. That speaks to how good Keegan is because that makes you small on another matchup, right? Whether that's – you can say, well, I just don't really trust Wiggins or Clay anymore. So we'll, well put to your point, somebody though, smaller on them. To, to your point, I'm picking Nitz when I say who's better or best. They are both phenomenal mm-hmm. with at the point guard position. I think playing. they're just like they're just like right there. Like mm-hmm. I have no. If you said you have to choose one to start a franchise with, I'll tell you, I'll get back to you in nine months. <laughs> <laughs> I and don't the, know. And, the, and those two guys. That's why I said SGA and Fox because I can't think of comparable players in the past that are like those two. I don't want to say they're like a one of one, but I just can't think of a, a, a other players in the past with their type of skill set. So I could say, oh, yeah, I could see Fox being this guy in five years or Desjardins being this guy in five years because I, I haven't seen it before, it feels like. Yeah, SGA is going to have to increase his three-point percentage a lot because he's shooting like 33%. Foxy right now, that was his big knock, shooting 38% from three right now. Mm, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, his he's on a – he is just a, like he's obviously – he's averaging 30 points. He's just easily scoring 30 points every night. Mm. Like we talked earlier last night, he went 0 for 4 to start the game, then went 10 for 12. And like even – I mean, I think he's had one – bad game that I remember it was the Clippers game mm-hmm. that's the only game where it was like oh that was rough it, oh he was terrible against I think it was the Pelicans and he scored 30 mm. like he's just a he's just a 30 point per game scorer it, it, real quick I, I'm, I messed up my own question because I said it the other day and I think this may be it Sacktown Tony in the chat I, Allen Iverson is who it is. People always would compare uh, John Moran to Allen Iverson. I said, if you watch their games, which I did, I was a big Sixers fan, Allen Iverson fan. De'Aaron Fox's game is more comparable to Allen Iverson to me. Paint scorer constantly. AI was a mid-range assassin on the offensive end. Unbelievably quick. John ja plays above the rim. AI didn't really play that much above the rim he was you know jelly around the, on the around the rim and things yeah. of that nature and that's Allen Iverson to me so Sacktown Tony you're right said this a couple of days ago I think Allen Iverson might be the the comp AI hit 31.1 points per game when he was 25 shooting th- shooting 32 percent from three <laughs> wow 31.4 next year shooting 29 percent from three mm. Kids, the league was different back then. <laughs> it was. It was. We're now seeing Aunt Edward shoot and Kawhi Leonard shoot high clips from three as well. And that's not their game. You know, they're bigger, sort of like stiffer players. Like, pause. Um, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard right now shooting 62% from three. Why not? I call him one one bit Atari Michael Jordan. <laughs> Is that Jordan versus Bird? <laughs> Kawhi don't exactly. feel like he's missing like, nothing. Even, is that Jordan? Like, is this all pixelated? I can't really tell. That's 
That's cool. Well, one of them, one of the little pixelated figure was dark. The other pixelated figure was light. <laughs> That's how you knew which one was Jordan and which one was Bird. At 23 on a tank top. Well, <laughs> that's all it was. At least that's what you thought top. it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kawhi ain't missing nothing right now. Three-pointers, half-court uh, layups, not, he ain't missing nothing. This guy's cooking. If, if, the, if the Clippers continue to ascend up the, the West and he plays every game, because he's played every game, he's played mm-hmm. the most minutes in his entire career is this season, mm. and he's – He's doing what he's doing in the last five games, which is, what is it? It's 55, 62, 92, something mm. like that. It might even been 60, 62, 92, which are just crazy shooting splits. He could win MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, man, there's a long list of guys who could win MVP right now. Joel, Jokic. Joel is nuts. All, all three of those guys are going absolutely crazy. Are you buying? Are, are you in on the Clippers yet? I think I'm I think I'm slowly but surely starting to buy into what they're selling. Regular season in James the, is the truth. I ju- I literally just recorded like literally 5 minutes before and I call them big regular season game James. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I'm tapped in with TK even as she's recording. <laughs> we're like we're like some panic That's right. That's right. We locked in, but they they look legit. And he looks legit. And and he's what right now? Like a third scorer. Like he, you don't even need him to do anything in the playoffs. If Kawhi and PG are them, themselves, they're healthy, you're just like, James, just, just be in the flow of the offense. Just, he's not even – the thing that I think is interesting right now with him this year is he's not doing that dumb, I'm going to jack up my body into somebody else to try to draw a foul and then shoot it. He's throwing dimes. Mm. He's jump stopping, bounce pass, chest pass, hitting cutters, easy lays. That's that's the James Harden that I think he progressed to be in Philly, and he's taking that and and putting it into a place that I think he has a little bit more love. Like you're in your hometown, and and I think that's nuts too. They're all they're all from LA. They're just back in their yeah, stomping crazy. grounds. They yeah. it's like AAU. They're all playing with each other yeah. again. Pause. I can't. Wow. Anyway, eight minutes into this. Uh, I can't wait for We have flags, by the way, that we could start throwing when you. I do have a challenge flag. If you hey, I got to get my that flag, out. too. Um, uh, I can't wait for them to trade for DeMar DeRozan so they could have the whole. The whole, yeah, the whole oh, true LA Unified. Yeah. LA Unified be locked in together. Oh, yeah. They, but it's funny you say that because I was watching the game last night while we were doing the. KSFM show and I, I talking to Damien and some I'm like, man, they look like they enjoy playing with each other right now. Like they enjoy oh, Russ no. is cool, like off the bench doing his thing, like using super high energy. James is cool. Paul George is good. Obviously, Kawhi is doing what he does, but they look like they're enjoying each other right now. Yeah, and I didn't even mention Russ being from LA. Yeah, you could if you added Demar, you have like the the legends of LA mm-hmm. all playing together mm-hmm. to try to bring down LeBron James. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's that's funny. You also have the legends of LA going into your billion dollar bomber building huh? next year too. Um, we haven't talked about this. 
but let's talk about it with TK because I know you did. We're on the eve of Jaw's return. Yes, yeah. we are. Ja, Today, mean, it's tonight. That team is awful. Mm. Awful, awful, awful. And, you know, Jaw's on his way back. He spoke to the media, I think, Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's getting ready to play. What 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 does this mean for Ja? What does this mean for for Memphis, the Western Conference? Does it mean anything? Well, I think for the Memphis Conference, it means, I mean, for the Western Conference, it means nothing. Um, they're not going to do anything of no. I think the best case scenario for Memphis is they do what New Orleans did two years ago when they went 1-13 one, one and, and found a way to get into the plan and then make a little noise. Like, I would love to see a re- repeat of Memphis, Minnesota in the first round. That was a really, really fun first round. I think that went seven, didn't it? And uh, Minnesota coughed that thing up. Hmm. That was pre-Rudy Gobert. That was Pat that was Beverly. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was a was super fun matchup. So I think that's like best case for Memphis. But it's a breath of fresh air now. You have a sigh of relief. Your fan base has finally got something to be excited for. Desmond Bain's a really good player, but he's not a, a shot creator by nature. Hmm. He's a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He's a guy who can get you transition threes off the dribble, pull-up type stuff. But like, if you're asking Desmond Bain to run your offense, and Marcus Smart will come back soon too. He's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. So if it's if it's Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. as the key piece of your offense, you are in a lot of trouble, right? So Jaw coming back will make things easier for them, make things easier for people to go and watch the games. As for Jaw, the way that you can feel someone is being sincere when they've made changes in their life, the, the one thing that gave me kind of a little bit of encouragement is Josh saying not just all the right things, but saying, I know that nobody's going to believe me. I know that everybody thinks I'm full of crap. And I know that I have to go out and prove them wrong, that I have done the work and that I am grateful for having this time to really sort my stuff out. And I was like, wow, that takes a lot of self-awareness to know. And addicts go through this when they go into AA or, uh, and they're like talking about their struggle. Oh yeah, I really want to change. And I know I've got a problem. And it's like, people can see right through you, right? And you're just here because it's court ordered. You got to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. and jaw to a degree hit rock bottom and had to take some time and really think about the decisions that he was making. So if that's true, and people relapse all the time from whatever it is, the bad habits that they have. But if it is true and Jaw has turned over a new leaf and he's going to not, he's going to keep things on the straight and narrow off the court, mm-hmm. whatever that means, right? Just not get in trouble with the league. That's, that's huge for Memphis. That's huge for him and his personal life, probably his fulfillment, probably his lifetime earnings, probably everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Memphis is seven games out of the 10th spot as of today they're actually actually seven and a half games out of out of the 10 spot so i don't know if they can get to the play in but like you said for ja um you know i want to see the young dude succeed man i don't, I don't want to see nothing bad happen to him or him to lose out or anything else like that i always thought um before he was he was kind of you know kind of arrogant kind of cocky and he can still have that type of demeanor but have a certain level of appreciation for what he does have. So I, I, I hope everything 
works out good for him, man. I, I really do. Well, you talk about like, and I don't mean to say this like Josh should be grateful for the opportunity that he has at all, because I hate that crowd. But when you're a, a guy who really did sort of find the universe lucking into you, right? Like a scout is going to get a bag of chips at the vending machine and he discovers you, mm. right? And now you have this incredible run in March Madness and are the number two overall pick. Like that is storybook stuff. Mm. You were not a five-star. Yeah. You were not preordained like LeBron James. You were not Zion. You were a, a kid who has rose out of nowhere. So keep that in mind that this isn't something that, as fast as it can come, it can go away. Well, along the same lines, I don't think we've talked to you since uh, Draymond's latest infraction. That guy. And the NBA's ruling on that infraction. Yeah, indefinite. I'm glad that it was indefinite because... What we saw with Jaw the first time around, nobody took that eight game seriously. Like, oh, Jaw went to counseling for two weeks, and like, oh yeah, you can really, you can really be reborn uh, by going to counseling a couple hours a day for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just twenty one days. The real change doesn't work like that. Real inner work doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So they said, what Draymond's going to be out at least. Three weeks at least. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they said. That's what Shams. According says. to yeah, that's what Shams said. Shams, give credit to Shams. I think it's if you're talking about real, this man's going through things. He probably needs more than that. It's clear that some there's been some sort of psychological change or some sort of life thing that's gone on. I don't want to speak for him or be armchair psychologist, but like the dude's been reckless for. 12 months now, mm-hmm. 14 months now. Since the Jordan Poole thing, it's been outrageous. Bro hasn't been reckless for yeah. 12 years? Yeah, he's been reckless for a long time. No, but he's been reckless for 12 years, but he's been like over the line reckless. Consistently where people... more reckless in the last 12 months? <laughs> yeah, like you're dry. It's like, the, like this guy drives drunk, but he's like kind of tipsy. Now this guy is getting, you know, white boy wasted and mm-hmm. is getting on the freeway. Mm-hmm. You know, like same thing but more extreme, more dangerous, puts himself in a much worse spot. It's it's a good thing. I said this maybe a couple of weeks ago. It's a good thing that Steph Curry rides for Draymond Green. They are fighting for their time to consistently stay our dubs and to keep being title contenders, which we know that they will be until they retire from this earth, right? And can't count them out, our dubs. <laughs> but if it wasn't for Steph, he'd be off this team. Yeah, I, no, it's facts. I I agree. Um, I think if the the Warriors want to do anything, I think he probably should be off this team. Um, but they're not going to do it. Lakeup loves him. They just now paid him, so they had an opportunity to walk away from him. Clear cut. They had an opportunity to walk away, and they said, "Nope, let's sign up for four more years of this thing." So he's not going anywhere. I came to the conclusion with him when all this happened that. He he's either just a bad guy and he's just that's who he is or, you know, he's got a anger management issue. You know, I, I don't know which one it is. I don't really know him to necessarily say he's a bad guy, but it's one of those two. It's not 
oh, he's a protective teammate and, you know, he's he's the enforcer and all this other stuff. Like, nah, he's, he's not. It's, it's more than that. Like, it's pretty clear cut. He's either a jackass or he he does need some help dealing with anger issues. So I'm going to tell a personal story. So my mom, so my sister right now is dating this just like terrible guy. And my mom wants to talk to her older. She's 10 years older. And my sister's being shady about it. Doesn't want to talk about it. Right. And my mom's been trying to get her to talk about this guy and why they're back together. Dude, super toxic. And my sister won't do it. She's ducking her calls. So my mom pulls on her power pants and she's like, well, what if I just called the dude and asked him what his intentions are with my daughter? And I told her straight up, that's, you can't do that. That's like, that's, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. That's just like, not, that's not okay. And so she does that to my sister, despite my advice. And now my sister has the conversation with her cause she's terrified or whatever that my mom's going to call this dude and it works. And my mom's point now is, well, you see, I threatened her and it worked. And that is a horrible decision-making pattern. But that, I think, is what Draymond believes is working in his favor for the last 12 years, too. I am the guy that protects Steph and Clay. I am the guy who was a second-round pick who no one thought was going to be anything. And it was my intensity and my fire that sometimes allows me to go over the line. And that's what's got me paid. That's what's got me to be a key piece of this championship run. So that behavior in his mind for a long time, I think he thought was right. Even if it's not right, that's, I think, been a self-validating thing for him. Well, then, if that's the case, Steph has the unfortunate responsibility of going up to Draymond Green and saying, bro, I didn't ask you to protect me. (laughs) Go play basketball. I don't need protection. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm the greatest shooter this game has ever seen. Go play basketball because your dumbass not being out there on the floor is hurting our team. Keep it moving. It's it's going to be a tough season. I hate to say it, but it's a real shame that the Portland Trailblazers have our Dubs first round pick next year. 2024 mm-hmm. first round pick goes to the Blazers. You guys could add Jaime Hawkins too. I kept telling you guys, you're sleeping on him. That He's really good. Does he fit the timeline? I don't know. He's 22. Wait, when you say you guys, did you mean the Blazers or our Dubs? The Blazers. Oh, okay. I, like, I, I wasn't like sure boy. if you were playing into the bit or not. I, I, no, <laughs> I like my boy Scoot. I've been watching like Blazers uh, uh, relatively a lot for the last week and a half. See my boy Scoot. He's coming around. I like Scoot. Scoot's coming around. You know, Anthony Simons has been playing he's really cooking. well. Shaden Sharp's been playing yeah. well. Those three guys are nice. I'm starting to wonder, though, was that Malcolm Brogdon and Rob Williams trade a mistake? For Drew Holiday. What could they have gotten from another team? I don't know. There were probably other places. I mean, Philly was a tough spot because you still had Harden and you weren't going to have him. You probably would have had to reroute him through L.A. I don't know what that even would have looked like. The Boston trade was only that. Miami trade would have been similar to the Dame trade. The Clippers trade was, I'm sure, like some version of Terrence Mann and the the return of Robert Covington and gross. 
and like n- the return of Nick Batum, like former all former Blazers <laughs> and Terrence Mann and like the reunion tour. Out in the- <laughs> yeah, the reunion tour, the old wash. That's the thing that the Blazers used to do all the time. They used to get old washed stars. Do you remember it was like Scottie Pippen yeah. and oh. Jim Jackson? Oh. And Jim we Jackson. had yeah. we had so many old stars that were on our team at the same point. That would be like that, only they weren't even that good to begin with. Like WCW out Steve there Smith count on the count on that list. Yeah, Steve Smith was on that list as well. The Smitty. I work on that movie. Smitty. Who's the best Go team in basketball? Smitty. Is it the Celtics? Denver. Oh. Still Denver. Denver over Boston. The problem with Boston is the problem with Boston for the last two, three years. Down the stretch, it's just too hard for them. Like, they just find down ways the to make Down the stretch of the basketball. season or stretch of a game? Down the stretch of games, down the stretch in crucial playoff moments. When it's half-court basketball and things tighten up, they really struggle moving the ball, getting easy looks. It's a lot of Jason Tatum step-back 26-footers. Mm. It's not. That's why Kristaps Porzingis is there, is to get easy lobs, easy floaters, layups, putbacks. Just buckets that are like cotton candy. The the thing about the Boston Celtics is you feel like you're watching. Why is it so hard for you guys to score? Why? Yeah, I think it's the Celtics still. And no, no, no love uh, for the Bucks. Although the Bucks are like have a really good record, but it does seem a little weird with them. Oh, so you're not buying the Timberwolves either? I mean, I don't think they're the best team in basketball, but I do think. They're the team that will give the Nuggets the toughest time. Well, I think. Sacramento. Yeah, I mean the Kings are the team that's going to give them the toughest round. <laughs> that's that's what it's, it is. Because you've got Tim Connolly, right? So he designed the Nuggets, and I think he designed the Timberwolves as the Nugget beaters. So I think that was his entire. I, I'm going to pause just because I don't. Yeah, Jesse threw a flag. I. Some about but, that, but that wasn't did, even anything. No, it, but it didn't feel. It just didn't feel right. It like, just. It just. I understand because it kind of felt a, like that to me. But that's then I was a like, precau- there's nothing it's a there. precautionary pause. That's all it is. It's, it's strictly precautionary. That's as like Brian, an offensive offsides. You don't call it much, but today we will. Formation. As Brian legal says, shift. it's it's a pa- <laughs> it's a pause with a question mark and not an exclamation point. It's a legal shift. If you're if you're out here and your goal is to get your nuggets beat up, then you need to go to a like probably a special no. facility for that. No, they probably hey, exist. Hey, look, people we, are into all kinds of things. Well, you know, if pain's your thing. Well, I don't know what not to mine, tell you. But well, Rihanna wrote about it. I think <laughs> yeah. uh, we always, you know, talk basketball with TK because she is a uh, basketball analyst. Mm-hmm. Right, she's a professional. But I'm just loving the meltdown in Philadelphia with these Eagles so much. I just, I just want to talk to people about it. I would talk to TK about it. I mean, these boys are broken. They're broken. And Sirianni is the bum I said he was at the beginning of the season. <laughs> there, I, I don't know if the chatty house, how much they know about my relationship with Philadelphia. But they hate me. I hate them. Oh, I do. Well, didn't know that. that I they hate me. I hate them. There was like 500. If you go to Apple Podcasts, 
<laughs> and you look up the heat check, you'll find like 500 one-star reviews from people oh. from Philadelphia just saying how bad I am at everything because I said Ben Simmons was a bum and then I pr- the right, he proceeded to be a bum situation. and lose to the Atlanta Hawks while I was in Philadelphia on a live stream screaming at the top of my lungs to the rest of my bum ass colleagues from Philadelphia who don't who wear slides hey. like I had to explain side road I had to explain to these folks why you can't just wear your little corn nuts out in your slides without socks you can't pause you can't wear your slides at any point in time out in public without socks unless you're coming from an athletic activity or the pool these people in Philadelphia are always wrong it is always wrong. We be telling them, whether it's basketball, football, whatever. No, no. I'm telling you, this dude last year, this dude last I'll never forget this. I need to figure out his name. I'm going to call into a show. I'm going to take it old school. I'm going to call into a show. Because he, he was on uh, with Bonte and Butch. He was from Philadelphia. Oh, Joe the, Giglio. Yeah, and he said Nick Sirianni was the next Bill Walsh. I said, no, we, I'm, oh, I got I to gotta talk to this man because Sirianni a bum. He ain't nothing but a cheerleader just like number. I saw we were. I can get you his Let's number. Talk. Let's talk. I'll talk to all the The pain of Philadelphia. I always enjoy seeing Philadelphia succeed all the way up until the end because my thing is like, let them have the most hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let them go to the Super Bowl and lose let them go to the world series and lose like let the fans get to peak expectations and then allow those expectations to crumble down into dust that's what i like to see so i love jalen hurts so much it's sad that he's there because i love the players on that team and he's one of them and he's calling out his own teammates darius slay elective season ending surgery the day Mm. before a huge matchup mm. on Monday night football when your team is already in disarray, your back end of the field is thin already. You lose CJ Gardner Johnson. Like they don't replace him. Just bum trash moves, not defending it, but the streets are saying he saw what happened with that uh, switch of defensive coordinator. He's like, I ain't playing for that guy. That's what the streets I'm not playing are for Matt Patricia. That's what the he's terrible. Someone said, as a podcast review, I hope she steps in a pile of dog poop barefoot. Oh, oh my. That's, that's a review for the podcast. <laughs> I hope she review. steps in a. In no, a, I mean, the find a on new the podcast. slant instead of just hating on Philly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, spoiler alert. I haven't. <laughs> I love this. I love this one. It's titled Bad Podcast. At least this person's honest. I have not listened to an episode. <laughs> this is amazing. There's 500 of them. You can go all day. And I had to tell my mom, like, mom, this doesn't matter. You know, like these people, they're not real. They probably have made multiple burners and created multiple reviews because they're upset about their basketball team. Like yeah. they are not going to affect my paycheck or my employment status. At all. That is accurate. Uh, And I'm listening every week. So we love you to death. Thank you to Trista Crick. We'll come back. We might talk a little bit more about the Philadelphia Oh, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Settle down, Tiger. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll talk more about the Kings as well. It's Steelo and Casey. Brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Well. 
Shout out TK for always riding with us. Always, man. Big ups. Big ups, man. Uh, you know, little, little NFL talk. Little NFL talk. You know, we got we to talk about the NFL. Okay. What's going on in the NFL? They wanted, see, wasn't nobody even thinking about these people. But then they wanted to run their mouth last January. I could probably go get like lunch or something right now and just let, let They wanted to run their mouth last January. Well, we didn't have a quarterback. He doesn't even need me for this. That's true. They wanted to talk crazy. And they wanted our attention. Well, guess what? You got it. Are you? You got it, Philly. You got our attention. Are you cutting a promo on someone? Let me tell you right now. Philly, we broke you. Philly. We changed you. It's as simple as that. Mm. You're finished. You guys were never them. And it's done. Y'all done. Y'all done in these streets. And, and your own quarterback knows it. Quarterback, we ain't committed. Commit what? It's week, it's week 17. We got to get everybody committed. Everybody knows Sirianni is, is no good. He don't even do nothing. He's a cheerleader. There's crisis. He has no idea what to do. He has no answers. He'll be gone in a year and a half. And then he can cheer from, from the couch the way he does on the sidelines. It doesn't matter. He's, he's finished. And here's the thing that I also got to talk about that I don't really like. Don't really like talking about it, but I got to talk about it. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is that good. I don't know if he's that good. Cook. I don't know if he's that good. Am I wrong? Why, why do you feel that way? I saw him two years ago in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. He looked terrible. He looked absolutely horrible. And I sat there and I said, come on, man. This ain't, I like Jalen. I like Jalen. I like him, but this ain't the guy. This ain't the guy that's going to get it done. He looks awful. And then he came back last year, had an MVP season. He was phenomenal. And I said, you know what? Maybe I was wrong about Jalen. Maybe I was wrong. He's a lot better. He improved. He got better. He's better than I gave him credit for. And now he comes back this year, and he looks like that same Jalen again. And now we got to ask the question, was last year a mirage? Was last year a flash in the pan? And this is who he really is as a quarterback? Or what's the deal? I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying if he's good or not. I'm asking the questions. I'm telling you, I don't know. It's it's up for possibility at this point. So is he Kirk? Where is he at? He might just be an average quarterback at best. Oh, welcome back, Damon. Didn't even know you were gone. Welcome back. Are you done? I mean, Let I might Kirk. not ever be done with, with, with these bums. In Philadelphia, I might not ever be done. And then you got uh, T.O. Brown, who, who just <laughs> showing his true colors. That's a hard guy to keep happy, I'll oh, say. That's a tough one. So, this is a regretful way to start my portion of this conversation. <laughs> I think you were right. Hmm. I think the 49ers did break the Eagles. 
I think they legitimately questioned themselves after that. And then to get roughed up the way that they did twice by teams that were supposed to be on the same tier, that's tough. Mm -hmm. You start getting into week 16, you drop a couple of games, and your quarterback, who three weeks ago was an MVP candidate, arguably three weeks ago was the MVP favorite, now is questioning your squad. Now you're making changes at the defensive coordinator position. Now you got Matt Patricia doing stuff. Now you got players not buying into Matt Patricia. Ooh. Your best receiver going at the fans because they're calling him out. He's saying, don't talk about my character. You guys don't know nothing. This is a <laughs> tough. Your best corner, he, he decided to get surgery. This is a tough, tough look for a team who had the goal of winning one more game. Mm. This, I honest to God think, is why you see so many teams on the short end of the Super Bowl fail the following year. Mm. Is this. It's just happening in a very, very different way with Philadelphia. Hey, salute, by the way, to Seattle. They needed a win. They needed that victory. They were at home. They got it done. I was cool with Philly, like, losing and stuff like that. I wasn't like, oh, this team's cooked or whatever. I was, like, instantly, the moment, I was like, oh, yeah, they're done. When Hurts questioned their commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah, week yeah. 15. Yeah. And we're que- you're 10-3 and three, or 10-4 and four now, but you're 10-3 and three going into the game. And you're questioning commitment and you're one, supposed to be one of the top NFC teams in the league? No, you're done. And that's the part where I think Jalen needs to learn to be a little better, like, as a leader. Mm-hmm. You can talk about him as a quarterback if you want to. I think Jalen's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's where Jalen's got to be better at a leader. You cannot say that publicly. Mm. When your team is so clearly, very, very publicly falling apart, you cannot say that out loud in front of the media. You could tell them that. You could have a meeting with your squad and talk about that. Mm -hmm. You can't say that publicly. Well, I think a lot of it goes back to, uh, and, you know, a lot of it is jokes or whatever the case may be, but in all seriousness, Sirianni. Sirianni has no clue what to do right now. He's supposed to be the leader of that whole thing. Yeah. And he has no clue what to do. He's not a good coach. They're asking him to actually lead and do things as opposed to have pom-poms. And he's like, I didn't sign up for this. I was I was just signing up for, for a field pass mm-hmm. to watch my favorite favorite team. Yeah. You're asking me for – I have no clue. Did you see he came out yesterday, I think he said, and he, he said it was a disadvantage – that they that it was it came out public that they switched defensive coordinators. What did he think was going to happen? Yeah, I'm sorry, sir. You thought you were going to keep that under wraps? Would have been the first time ever. Yeah, that literally has never happened <laughs> wait, in the wait. history of Yo, professional guy's sports. Got no clue. Guys, is that is that Matt, what is Matt, what, why does Matt Patricia have a call sheet? What is he yeah. doing out there? <laughs> What I think his name is uh, I forgot the defense. Sean, Sean Desai. Sean Desai. Why is he upstairs, Phyllis? I think Sean Desai is sitting in the second row in Nick Sirianni's suite. No, he's got the Michigan Wolverines uh, <laughs> spy gear on, standing over in the corner with the fake nose and the glasses. How would we have known? Not. It, it, I mean, you talk about Jalen. I agree no. with that. I agree with Jalen. But the leadership. From up top is no. You're 100 percent right. Is non-existent. You're 100 percent right. And they can't get this uh, aside. I already thought they couldn't get it back just because of their personnel, but now you see the the in not infighting maybe isn't the good word, but the the 
chinks in the armor as a, as a group, as a team, as a unified team. You see that going on? They might not win a game in the playoffs. Like, I think right now. They could be a one and done. I think. Uh, They're playing I think right so now poorly. they play the. Somebody sent it to me last night. They're playing either the Bucks or the Rams if it were to start right now. They would beat. They would lose to either one of them. I think they'd play the Bucks. It is the Bucks. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, salute. Okay. Salute. All right. Thank you. Salute. Oh, yeah. You got. I, no, I was the other right. day. I said, right. I told Zabel right. in the chat, yeah, all I'm all salute. in on Baker and right. the Bucks my, right now. My guy. Salute. My guy. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, and I, if reading this right, it's being Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, they're the division winners. Yeah. Real quick before we get out of here, I, I said we were watching the game yesterday. I think they were up 7 nothing at the time. And I said, man, Seattle, oh. Seattle can't yeah. win this game. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. have enough. They, they yeah. don't have enough. They can't win this game. I was shocked. So when we I saw left. What happened. Yeah, you 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 said that as we were wrapping up on KSFM, and in Seattle was just moving. Mm-hmm. I got home and was like a little late. I was like, I, I probably got about five minutes before I need to go over to NBC, and it was like they had ten. Mm. I was like, oh, they just they either didn't score on that drive that mm. we were it, watching or. They they've just they just completely stalled out uh, on that drive. Probably the biggest play of the game. They had a third and one. It's lined up for the tush push. Kelsey gets a false start. Mm. They go back to third and six. They can't convert. They have to kick a field goal, and that's that's one of the plays where the game changed. Yeah, that's where it started to look like. Hey, I think Seattle could get this. And hey, I said shout out to the sports gods because halftime landed right. As that final drive was mm. uh, uh, rolling out in real time, always looking uh, out for us. So be able to flip over to that. And, I was yelling and, at eleven year them at that time. I, but well, I love my guys. That checks. We got to work though. Right. I love my guys. I'm, Those are my boys. I'm glad I don't get yelled at you. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get back into Kings basketball. Uh, Jason Jones, the professor, going to join us coming up here uh, shortly as well. It's Stephen with Casey on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. Big Niner fan, Damian Barling. Yeah, well, apparently. How many how many Super Bowls should the Niners have, Dave? Nineteen, <laughs> at least nineteen. That's just when I stopped counting. Gold blooded, gold blooded, gold. Niners Empire. <laughs> bang 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 bang, bang Niner bang, gang. Niner what gang. else do you guys say? Uh, we used to say Quest for Six, but I hope they don't bring that back. Oh boy, I don't like that. One. Oh wow, we're still on the Revenge Tour. We're we doing that too. Oh, oh no no no! We're done with the revenge tour. So oh that was awful. Yeah we're done. With so the that's oh a Bay come Area on man. Oh no 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 no. Bay Area no. people like to do that. Oh, stop it. Shoot, G- give me give me. Oh come on, give me a second. Yeah, just sit here quietly. Oh well, okay. Well, gotta, they, they also they also got mad at me in the chat because I said I didn't want to sit next to a dog at a basketball game. Why not? Why would I want to sit next to a dog at well, a basketball? game? I think game? the dog was sitting under the chair. So the video I had seen, the dog was on the chair with the dude so like this. Dude's oh, on the I chair and he's see. got the he's got the dog like this. And if oh, I'm I sitting next to him, like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh, I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled if that happened. Oh, we don't want to sit I like dogs more than people. Like I'd rather can I trade the dog for the person? Maybe. And I love dogs too. I got Barry at home, whatever. That's my guy. I love Barry, but I don't want to sit next to your dog. Like oh, if he's under the seat, oh. that's fine. But if you're carrying the dog and he's just like a big ass dog or whatever, and he's like Oh, Next man. to me, I'm like, come on. Look, man, that. the arena is for, for humans, not dogs. Mm, well, man, maybe. Well, what if the dog want to light the beam? Well, it was a Laker that, dog. That's a good point. 
Well, no, Laker dogs. Well, not well, he was it. Well, we know what that dog was saying. <laughs> okay, Lake Show. Laker dogs are not welcome. Let's go. Oh, wow, interesting list here. Before we get back to the Kings, mm-hmm. do the complexes not DJ Complex? Complex, the publication. Mm-hmm. Top top ten songs of twenty twenty three. Do you want me to guess? No, I don't oh. think you'll be able to. Because they're they're going through all genres, right? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think this is all genres. At least I don't I don't think so. I uh, think my my one prediction: Snooze is top three. Uh, Killer Mike and Andre Three Thousand and Future Scientists and Engineers is number ten. Uh, Offset Worth It is number nine. Yeah, I Spice nine. Deli is number eight. Okay. Sacramento's Victoria Monet. Top five songs. On my mama's number seven. Tyla. Water is a top. Water's number six. So water water is up there with um with essence. Number that's kind of an all time. Number five. I'll give you a hint. It would be my number one. Uh first person shooter. Drake and J. Cole, number five. That's top five song this year. Yep, it would be number one for me. (laughs) Uh Lil Yachty. uh, The one with Cole? Huh? The one with Cole? Or you got no, call it no, no, call it no. I don't even know. I don't even know that song. Number three, uh, Barbie's World. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. What would make Ski-yee. me look number Ski-yee three? Is that when is we talk about red. when we talk about twenty twenty three, she's rookie of the year. You you have to the story of twenty twenty three. Ski Yee and Sexy Red is in the story of twenty twenty three. Number two. We talked about this song earlier, or later. Paint the town red. Gonna. Oh, feel me. And number one uh, is Bad Bunny. I don't know what he's saying, but it sounds fire. You mentioned, you mentioned Barbie World. Hey. That's, that's interesting. Where is Barbie World on this list? They must not, Snooze must have been disqualified. Kill Bill must have been disqualified because it doesn't appear there on this list. Two songs, technically. I, yeah, I guess Travis Scott, uh, I Know, is number 24. I love I Know. That's a great song. I'm, I'm really surprised Barbie World, given how many times we played that record, is not on here. That came in kind of late, though. No, that came Barbie's in World all, was, that like, like We've been summer. playing that. Yeah, we've been playing that since we started over there. So it had a solid couple months at a power rotation record. That's the most Googled movie of 2023. Mm. And where's All My Life? How all did my All life, My Life not make this all, list? All My Life, um, it, we played it a lot. I don't think All My Life was the top 50 song this year. Really? Yeah, I didn't think it was top 50. We, we played it a lot. And it wasn't a wow. bad song, but... Ah, 50, 50's a lot. Maybe it is a top fifty song, but yeah, no, but but yeah, no, no. Lot. Sexy Red was three. Mark's ski. asking, no ski. Sexy Red was three. Ski. We had the wow. Kings game, and they throw that beat on. What are you I hear? Ski. <laughs> Happened at the Sac State game too. That's right. It did. Yeah. Who was the Who was the MVP of um hip hop this year? We'll call Sexy Red the. We've had of the this. Year. We've had this. We've briefly had this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um. I think Gunna's a nominee. He's not going to mm. win. He's a nominee. I think it's between, it's probably obvious, it's between Drake, Travis, 
Cole doesn't get in here because he's only been doing features? But Cole, like Cole, Cole's been so major with the features. That's what puts him yeah. in it. What's what I'm saying? Because like he's been carrying, like he carried that little Dirk yeah, song. He's tune in on Thursday for KC's Hip Hop Artist of the Year, the Kennys. The Kennys going down on 102.5. So Damien can answer. I'll give you my answer Thursday on KC's well, Corner. What's Friday? Uh, there, Friday night lights. Oh, Friday. Okay, so we'll do we'll do uh, the 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 Kennys and the Delos <laughs> on Friday. Do the Kings play? They don't play Thursday. They play Friday night. So yeah. so we could do a Friday. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a lot. We'll have some sports stuff in there and everything. We'll, we'll, we'll have some fun. Ooh, who would be the athlete of twenty twenty? Soren throws it in like perfect comp. I think Jay Cole is just all time quarterback for this. All time QB. He's nasty. All time QB. He is nasty, nasty. You said who's the athlete of the year? Yeah. Probably Joker. Really? He dominated last year. He do- he dominated from start to finish in the NBA last year. Just pure domination. Hmm. Embiid got the MVP, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that kind of throws a wrench in it, but, I mean, mm-hmm. we know what it was. Not saying Embiid shouldn't have got it, but. Jokic right there. I guess we got to tell Friday to figure it out. Wow. Do a year-end show here. The D-Lo and KC's. CMC doesn't have the accolades well, that would mean to go we in there. we have to agree. <laughs> That's going to be – that doesn't happen a lot. That would be tough. <laughs> Probably agree on Je- – Jesse brought up a gr- – yesterday was Stone Cold Steve Austin's birthday. Oh, and, Stone Cold. And Jesse asked, what's his, like, biggest moment? And I did I couldn't def- – I didn't have a definitive answer. His biggest moment, ironically, is probably the Bret Hart match. That's exactly what yeah, I that's said. What came down yeah, to, yeah, the blood pouring down his face. That's, that's his that's, signature that's, moment. That's what I thought. The other one I is thought, uh, helping mankind win. Well, that's, I take well, that's the that's the pop there yeah, for the pop. It's either I, that or him and Mike Tyson. Um, Tyson and Austin. Tyson and Austin. <laughs> What was I forgot about the Tyson one. That's a good one. What was the other one I said? Oh, the beer bash. Yeah, that's a people, classic. People yeah. forget because they get caught up with all the beer stuff. Mm-hmm. He cut a mean promo that night. Mm. Is Stone Cold Steve Austin, is he Bo Jackson? Because he's got moments and stuff like that, but it was only for His so run long. His short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, but he's better he than is, Bo. Yeah, I, I, like got, I got him top, top like, five for sure, probably top three of all. Yeah, time. like no matter what, he'll always be like no it's Terrell character. Davis? Yeah. Like no, no one ever resonated with a majority of the fan base the way that he did. He like you could always, you could say he saved WWE. Absolutely, Where yeah, absolutely. Where's the king of the king of the ring speech um, fall in there? It's oh, up there. King of the ring yeah, speech. it's up there. It's 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 probably a top five moment because it's the origin story. Was yeah. that the end of Jake the Snake? Because I wouldn't put him on TV after that. <laughs> well, like, yeah. well, bro, be, he just flamed you. You're <laughs> cooked. You're done. Like you're done. To be fair. He said, look at you. I can't put you on TV after that. Like, you want to go to WCW or something, I'll buy you out no, right now, but you can't was, go on TV. That was the other, that's the other uh, sneaky part of that, like walking Jake Roberts back to the dressing room in front of Austin. That, he cooked himself. There, I don't think anyone's ever been cooked that bad. Bible and you talk about Psalms 316. <laughs> Austin three sixteen was that the end of Jake Jake Roberts? To be fair, I think the end of Jake was like four years earlier. Mm. But no, he was at the ninety seven Royal Rumble. Like he was around. Like it wasn't. We never saw him again. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> but yeah, that 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 one is probably up there. I'd put that above the beer bash. I just think you, I, I think the promo for the beer bash was really good. Do you know? Because um, you know these things. Do you know what their plan was with Austin winning the King of the Ring? Obviously, they didn't see that coming. But were they like, "Hey, let's get this guy a push"? Wasn't Triple H supposed to win it? Yeah, yeah. He was oh. the last. He he. So King of the Ring was in June. As of May, Triple H was supposed to win the 1996 King of the Ring. Mm. But they did that thing at Madison Square Garden with Razor and Diesel mm. on their last day where they hugged and yeah, 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 did all clip. that. Yeah. So with Razor and Diesel gone and Sean as the champion, no one could really get in trouble except for Hunter. So That's Vince pulled Hunter into the uh, you know office. He was like, look, people are pissed. I can't do anything about Sean. I can't do anything about Razor and Diesel. But you're gonna have to eat crap and like it. Yeah, because he and did so, that for like a year. Yeah, he, I mean, you look at him like he's getting beat up by like the hog farmers, and he's in like <laughs> hog pen matches. Didn't like, he drop to um, Ultimate he, Warrior WrestleMania? He, he, yes, that was actually the beginning of his turnaround because mm. that wasn't supposed to be what happened. Mm. The idea was they were gonna have a match. He was gonna lose, mm. but it was gonna make Hunter look really good. Warrior was like, "Nope, I'm just gonna go out there and." beat you mm. like in a couple of seconds and hunter was like what do you want me to do and they're like don't worry about it just get this over with mm. and so he did it and that was kind of the start of okay you didn't pay your yeah you didn't but we were gonna get you back on track so the austin thing was kind of a last minute Bro, thing that is crazy like so if, they love the, the click doesn't do what they do yeah the 90 may never have doesn't austin. happen yeah it doesn't happen bryce was in a nice little butterfly effect thing too like what if like the curtain call just ends Triple H? Like now he's yeah. running WWE now. That's right. thirty years mm. like later. Like, right. That's effects. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that about that yeah. moment and and how you got there. And they love to tell the story of. Uh, the, it was crazy. The next day there were Austin three sixteen <laughs> signs everywhere. There weren't. Like from May, June, July, mm. August, he wasn't even on SummerSlam. Like no one. I don't want to say they didn't care. But it didn't matter. Was that the same year as the Bret Hart match? That's what mattered. Was it? Was it? King so of the it was that same year. No, it was the next year. So Damn, Brett, like, remember if you remember Brett, months. Brett went away after WrestleMania 12. After Shawn Michaels won the won the title, he just went away. Mm. His comeback match was against Stone Cold. Mm. So Austin started to cut these these promos about if you put the letter S in front of the word Hitman, you got my exact <laughs> opinion on Bret Hart. And he started to have like this edge to him. And then they have that match at Madison Square Garden in November. <laughs> that's incredible, right? It's yeah. a classic. That that was the launch of Stone Cold Steve Austin, not the Austin mm-hmm. 316 promo. Brett is, is I'm not the biggest Brett fan, but Brett is the reason Stone Cold became Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even know how they got to the WrestleMania 13 match because all of the rumors were it was supposed to be Brett and Sean, mm-hmm. but Sean lost his smile. Brett wound up working with Austin, and then you have that iconic match with the blood pouring down his mm. face. Man. When's the last time you think Bret Hart brought up Goldberg knocking him out? Probably about an hour ago. <laughs> I saw Goldberg uh, yesterday. He did a video with Lethal Shooter. Oh, did he really? <laughs> he did a, what, what was he with the, the, the Hawks? Oh, it was the Falcons. Oh, when he split. tackled that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was the Falcons. Was the Falcons. Okay. That, and that's what he did. So I don't know if you've ever seen Lethal Shooter. Have you seen like this? I know you've seen him, but like every now, like every three or four months, he's got this huge buff black guy who comes and like 
lethal shooter. It's a, obviously a skit, but lethal shooter's teaching somebody how to shoot, and the bluff guy comes around and he takes the ball, then he like rips the ball in two and like pushes lethal shooter. Like, what are you doing? He's supposed to show me how to throws the ball on the backboard, breaks like the backboard of and or whatever. So the guy comes around. Like I said, every three or four months. So the guy comes around this time when Lethal Shooter is working with Goldberg. And the guy comes around, and they're at Goldberg's compound, which is crazy. Like, he's got a auto manufacturing garage as as a house, like crazy cards. And the guy goes and chases Lethal Shooter. Goldberg goes a different direction, and he comes around. They cuts to him coming around the other side of the garage, and he spears the, the big black guy. Goldberg's still getting put over. <laughs> Give it up. <laughs> Goldberg still thinks the streak is happening. Oh, man. He did beat Brock Lesnar in the worst match in WrestleMania history. So no, was it, You said history. I thought you meant ever because that would have been the Undertaker match. You still haven't watched that, huh? Oh, Undertaker and Goldberg never watched it. Sorry. I know I told you I would. You I have to. You don't, no, I'm seriously, you need to watch it. I'll get to it tonight. Seriously, watch it. It's that bad. It's sad. I'll get it's to funny. it when Kenny gets to his it, next episode of The Office. The thing about it is it's not even that long, is it? It's, like it's not, dude, but five, like you'll watch it. Like, it's like we're hyping up so much, you'll watch it and be like, oh, wow, they weren't lying. It's Goldberg versus Taker in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. I think so. I think, I think I heard about it before I saw it. People were like, yo, they almost died in that match. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. I watched I it live. It. I said, oh, like three times. I was like, oh, my God. I watched it live. I was like, please get him out of there now. <laughs> oh, my God. These people were lying. Like, like, un- like Undertaker's died in WWE like 10 times. This might be his last, bro. Like, get him out now. Oh, here, here, this, this video is titled, Goldberg Nearly Kills the Undertaker. <laughs> get the projector oh. out. Here comes the jackknife. Oh, see? God. You're listening to D-Lo and KC on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM KRXQ HD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey. Oh, this is bad. Oh, CJ calls right here. Even this when you know the result, bad. we've already seen it. You still think someone's going to die in that match oh, when you watch it back. Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> Oh, man. It's like, what if you put Ric Flair and some other old wrestler in the ring right now? <laughs> oh, that is awful. Taker nearly killed Goldberg. Yeah, it's just taking there's, turns. There's about seven of those spots in that match. Seven? It's yeah, bad, bro. It's like, so they bad. almost kill each other. Oh, like, man. I couldn't believe it. Like I said, I heard That's about it before tough. I saw it, and I was like, there ain't no way. Oh, no. It was like Patrick Ewing on the magic or something. That <laughs> is tough. Holy cow. Somebody just do a clothesline. Stop lifting each other up. Man. <laughs> just choke well, slam them. Get out of there. Kings are 3-0 and or 10-3 and at home. There we go. I don't know. Oh, this is a tough video. This is bad. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'll watch it when the KSFM show starts. <laughs> Please I'll, I'll watch put, it. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it on. We got to get your right thoughts and, tomorrow. And for that, I'll watch an episode of The Office tonight. Gosh. This guy. Okay. I will. Okay. All right. That's. I the think trade-off. I'm on episode five. You're on like episode six because you watched the basketball episode. I, I think that that's four. either four or five. Maybe yeah, it's four. four yeah. 
And uh, for, look, I enjoy The Office. I don't know why I don't watch it more. Yeah, the three years, yeah. um, three every three years you watch it. I love that you'll make an Office reference once in a while. Oh, that's like Jim and such and such. Like, bro, what the hell do you? It kills know? me when we do The Office joke and Kenny's like, ha, ha 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 ha, just like, laughing at the joke. Like, no, you really know what we're talking because, about? Because it's funny. Like, I I get the 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 comedic moment of it. I didn't see the episode, but I can imagine. Um, I can imagine uh, Mike, uh, Michael Scott saying what you guys were saying. Honestly, Kenny, just watch, like Soren says, just watch the dinner party and that'll be all the office you'll ever need. Watch the dinner party episode. The dinner party episode. Which is, is what ep- season is ep- that? It's like season five, I think. Oh. Might be season six. Wow. Took me by the hand. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. And then I watched it at uh, L&L Hawaiian Barbecue. No, you didn't. You saw it <laughs> while you were waiting for your food. That's not the same <laughs> as... As watching the show. Dinner party so far, yeah. Michael, Michael ran through the sliding door because he heard the ice cream truck. Now Drew Down says, we need D'Lo and Casey Dundies for sure. What is that? See, you don't even know what the Dundies yeah, are. The Dundies. Come on, man. See, Brett, look, at that's the most, a, a Dundee segment is in order. You see this? <laughs> you know what, Casey? Just watch Scott's Tots. <laughs> no, don't watch Just watch that. Scott's Tots. No, I got to watch it now because Damien Scott's, says it's so bad. Scott's Tots is the episode. That's probably the equivalent of watching this Goldberg-Undertaker match. <laughs> that's that's literally it. You got it. It's so cringeworthy. <laughs> I'm about to watch Scott's Tots. What, you, what season is that? Uh, <laughs> it's, right, it's probably six. Yeah, I think oh, six. It's late. Yeah, late in the game. it's. I think it's his last season because, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Instead of uh, watching SVU when wifey goes to sleep, I'll turn on the Office. There That's what go. I've been on lately. I love SVU, and I'm I'm like, I'll be seeing episodes. I'm like, yo, this is heavy. <laughs> this is heavy. What would I do in this situation if I was there? It's crazy. Yeah, stop thinking so hard. Watch something make you think less. <laughs> that's for you. That's why I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy with my ladies. Like, oh, this is too much. I cannot oh, watch yeah, this anymore. That sounds like a lot. I don't even watch a lot of Grey's, but I know how that. That's like watching This Is Us. Bro, they were blowing up hospital floors on Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. It's like, I can't. Like, I'm, I can't. Like, I'm trying to watch the Kings game or something. Man, that's for you. It's heavy, bro. Been, well, damn. the office is heavy, too, because they had racial sensitivity training with Mr. Brown. It, no, I think I've seen that one. That's right. Shoot. Yep, That's I think you did see that one. Yep, you did see that one. <laughs> the funny I thing is, that. Bryce says, watch the sexual harassment episode. That's all of them. Oh, I want to get ethical ethics training. That's, that's, that's a good one right there, too. <laughs> Brian says, KC is talking to office like Zach Harper's talking to Kings. No, Casey's hey, not Zach that bad. Harper. Casey's not that bad. Zach Harper on a league of his own. Don't put me with Zach Harper. Oh, man. He in a league of his own. Zach Harper. No, I was talking about this, guys. No, but you said this. Somebody said he getting jumped on Twitter by the uh, Kings fans. Today. Oh, yeah. What did, he, what did he say? I might have contributed. <laughs> so Wait, what, what happened? What did he it, say? It was the Zach Harper stuff. I mixed it up earlier. I said KOC earlier. It was Zach Harper who said that the Kings don't have a guy who can guard one through four. He called Harrison Barnes their best defender. Mentioned Davion Mitchell who hasn't played a lick of basketball. He tweeted all this? It's, it's in his article, his power rankings article. And then oh. he followed it up with. <laughs> Wait, what did he say about Davion? just said he's one of their better defenders and like he helps but like he's not playing come on pal he um he followed that up with a tweet a couple of hours ago saying kings fans are apparently mad because i mentioned they need more defenders for what is currently a mediocre defense and i simply responded by (laughs) saying what he got jumped by name I responded by saying, <laughs> "We came and got a sock in there." 
I all I said was no. Kings fans are mad because you're horrible at your job. <laughs> That's all I said. Oh man. Was if you're going to say the Kings are bad on defense, at least acknowledge the guy who's their best defender. Well, then he tries to placate it after like, "Oh yeah, no, I was talking about like spots they can upgrade." That is not what you bro, said at not all. What you Stop, said. Not even close. Stop. Is is Zach Harper the Isaiah Thomas of uh of sports writing? You know, Isaiah Thomas um, I don't know if it's a good comp because Isaiah Thomas from Chicago and the adage is <laughs> Jordan took over his city. You're talking about being uh, Zach, Zach Harper can't, he can't come home. This ain't your city. Can't come home. Yeah, Maybe. this is not Jordan. No. Kwame no. Brown? Yeah, he can't, he can't come home. <laughs> he can't, can't, can't go to no Jesuit game. You better, you better check in when your punk ass comes to a game yeah. this year. Yeah, you check in with Trick Trick. The KOC one was funny, though, because someone quoted him or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, not talking about the Kings or whatever. And the quote tweeted, like I said, is Kevin, Kevin O'Connor. Oh, yeah, going to stream um, Warzone on Twitch tonight and talk about whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay, there's basketball on, but okay. <laughs> I was like Suge Knight at the MGM. I was like, I'm going to come get a lick in. <laughs> get out of here. Get stomped on him. <laughs> yeah, Harper is unfortunately from Sacramento. We don't claim him. I don't think he claims Sac either, which is weird. That's fine. He, That's he fine. hates. Good. He hates. I don't get yeah. it. That's fine. We don't like you. You don't like us. Stay where you're at with Coffee Boy, little barista. There are two people who did take exception to what I wrote. One says his name's Vincent. He's listening right now. Thanks, Vincent. Sorry, Zach, but in Kingsland, two good games against some bad teams means we have no issues in the world. Championship is on the way. Vincent's been on Twitter complaining too lately. I think he was going at Deuce the other day because Deuce was trying to be nice. So, yeah, we know about Vincent. <laughs> Vincent. Ruben says... You stutter when you try and talk fast (laughs) and are rarely prepared for segments. (laughs) I still listen, though, because of your time slot. This dude does not know our show prep. What is this? (laughs) People people be saying stuff like it's going to affect anything. He says, you're better than that. In fact, sir, I'm not. (laughs) It turns out I'm not better than that. Does Vincent have a picture? Uh, It looks like of the Tower Bridge. Come on, man. Get out of here. He I'm thinking a of a different Vincent, though. He has a picture of the Tower Bridge. Get out of here, bruh. All right. I'm we'll being prepared for the show Boy, is wild. really got out of hand. Yeah, that's 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 one I always, like, do I really sound like I'm not prepared for this show? Me and Kenny get yelled at every few weeks for that. Yeah. Zach Harper. My no, bad. that's not true. That's not true. I wish to tell the whole story. <laughs> you, you're always prepared for the show. There's no question you guys are always prepared for the show. <laughs> that's not why I yell at you. Way. And I don't yell at you. I exclaim. I'm trying to prop you up with this story. I, I exclaim. Well, he says I'm better than that, and I just want to make it clear I'm not. Zach Harper, my bad. I thought we were past the, quote, happy to be there phase. Kiss my ass. Buddy, we are, they're a game out of the two-seat right now. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, this is, this, is, this is odd. He does think we have the best show in Sacramento. Oh, thank and you. And I know this because he's told you recently. He told me? Yeah. You probably Vincent have this. Did? You probably have this gentleman. No, this is Ruben. Oh, no, yeah, this Ruben. is Ruben. Yeah, Ruben says I, uh, I eat into the microphone. Oh. Okay. And I told him, well, "Thanks for watching, hoe." Well, oh, and he said, "If I'm a hoe, you're a bitch." <laughs> Thanks for replying. All good. Still the best show in Sacramento. I love this. I love this this group of individuals. What a great group of people. My goodness, we'll come back. Uh, it's not <laughs> Jason. Jones, we're going to try to straighten this thing up. Come on, guys.
The professor joins us. Jason Jones next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. I love when Jesse just tells me to shut the hell up by playing the music. So we were co- I, I said we no, were back. I got you. No, I got you. <laughs> David Jackson. Deuce had it come. Well, that was <laughs> that was great. I did, I didn't still like, an all-time show moment. I didn't like the Deuce uh, uh, Ramsey feud. No, I, 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 I didn't either. It but. printed money, though. Yeah. Call the way it was. It printed yeah. money. C-O-E. Yeah. C-O-E. Yeah. It printed tickets. Yeah, indeed it was. I also don't like the Ramsey TC feud. Oh, it, that, well, it's a one sided feud. Like, it does it like Ramsey's the only one. Who yeah, TC has fun with it. He's like, haha, Ramsey yeah, fade. Yeah, yeah. And then TC's like, get this guy off the air. TC's like, whatever. Um, TC's our guy. What's up, TC? Oh, What's good, up, baby? Dog? What's up with your boy, man? Oh, man, Hey, look, hey, check it out. Your boy man. Sirianni, hey, that's your boy. Ah, uh, hey, look, hey, hey, I got a question for you, Kenny. Hey, hey, Kenny, yeah. be real with yourself. You, hey, you want, hey, you want Sirianni or you want Shanahan as a head coach? Why are you are asking you me this question? Are you, you know, I don't hey. want, I never, you wanted that bump. I never wanted that bump. Hey, I had to. I, hey, look, Sirianni done lost his, look, Sirianni done lost his mind. And I'm with you, Kenny. Look, at that win, that broke the Eagles, bro. Hey, them dudes is broken for sure, for sure. The Kings is back on track. Keegan looking like a real boy. Hey, mm. as far as this trade comes, just sit back and let's see how it goes. Unless somebody give us a good deal, unless we can swindle somebody, bro, then we'll do it. Other than that, bro, let's just go. Let's run with it and make a shot. Real quick, DC, how, how much are the Kings winning by tomorrow? Eight. Mm. Okay. Gonna beat the beat the Celtics by eight. Jesse almost wanna, said negative eight. He was maybe. almost right. Remember, he said they were gonna go on a seven game winning streak and won six, six in a row. Yeah, start yeah. listening to CZ a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe not except, about the Niners, except, maybe, yeah. maybe not about Sirianni and Shanahan. <laughs> Bringing our man Jason Jones of the Athletic, the Professor Jay. What's cracking, man? What's going on? Not much, man. Not much. Just trying to get all this work done so I can enjoy the rest of the year without having to worry about. Work, you know, like most, like most folks, yeah. I see, I see Kenny in here looking like, you know, he's from Pyru right now. <laughs> Come on, man. I bet, I bet KC ain't walking into a Los Angeles radio station just like this, is he? <laughs> it depends on which station. Where the he ain't rolling located. down Hoover with me. He ain't rolling down Hoover with me. He ain't going to my old neighborhood <laughs> no, like no, that. No, 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 no. We ain't going no, over no, to no. Crenshaw. Oh, like I ain't that. going. Yeah, I ain't going nowhere in. Um... Long Beach like this. Now that I think about it, I'm not going anywhere in Long Beach. I remember I was born in South, South Central, too. I used to live I used to live not too far from Crenshaw and Slauson and all that. So I wear, yeah. black, I wear black and white when I go to uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> I just I just wear all my essentials gear, all those muted it, muted grays and beiges and <laughs> wear black and white and the same hat that uh what's old boy wore at the NFL hat? The Rob Lowe, the Rob Lowe <laughs> NFL hat. Hey, See, bro, that probably the, means something now too. They didn't change the game. Sometimes you don't know what means what anymore. I always got to. I'd be like, you know what? I I'm just going to not wear a hat today because <laughs> I can't keep up. I mean, there's some staples that you know. Okay, you know this no is this and this. But you know, I, I went home one time. I'm like, why are y'all wearing these Cleveland hats? I don't understand. My brother was. I'm like, oh, okay. Good thing I didn't. I didn't wear my CC Sabathia jersey on this trip. It's been a problem. My CC Sabathia. <laughs> You said and you. Man, 
and a, a, a nice portion of the audience is going, what are they talking about? This is... <laughs> it's over their head. You they said you grew up need to know. on Crenshaw? I was, not too, I, I was not too far from that early on in life, yeah. When did you, so like, were you were you there when the riots hit? I was in Long Beach by the time the riots oh, the long, hit. Okay. I started in L.A., we moved to Long Beach for a year. Mm-hmm. I went back to L.A. Then I think by fourth, fifth grade, it was all Long Beach. But yeah, my okay. early years, my early years were not that far from the Coliseum. Mm. Oh, very nice. That had to be a crazy time being out there for the uh, the two times Jenny's that I go think home about... and covered the Clippers with all the everyone else from L.A. Well, no, thank you. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's the L.A. <laughs> the L.A. connection, L.A. Unified, right there. The, the Clippers. That's what be the no, first be the first job. Jason goes, Nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. That uh, had we, been a, we, have, we have a great writer who covers the Clippers for us. They don't they don't need me around the Clippers all the time. Shout out Law. That's Law, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, our guy. Shout out Law. Um, I was just thinking though that that the two times I think about being in Los Angeles would have been like for the riots. It was just crazy, like surreal. It was. And and OJ. OJ. Those were two of the wildest. Those were two of the wildest times to be in school. Like when the riots hit. I got bussed out of Long Beach to go to school. So I was like on the outskirts near Lakewood or something. I wasn't actually in Long Beach. Mm. When that when when the riots broke out, them folks was coming to school getting their kids out of school. Like mm. and we was like, well, we got we still got to get home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had to wait for the bus. It was like, hold up, they, them folks from from the neighborhood that the school was in, mm. they wasn't waiting. Yeah. They then when OJ hit, that was makes that crazy because I remember I was in art class. I was a I think I was was I a junior? I took an art class because I, I don't know why, but I figured I was going to be cool to take art. And one of my she had like a she had a Walkman with those head. No, remember this little that earphones, mm-hmm. little styrofoam cover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're leaning in, like trying to lean in and listen to the thing, and then she blurts out, "Not guilty." <laughs> Half the class is like, "Yeah." <laughs> Half of the class is stunned. Yep. And then people started taking their kids out of school for some reason that day. And I don't know. Why. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, I'll never, I'll never. Well, it depends on what side you were on. You were celebrating or you were you were distraught. We we watched I will it. say this. It was the first time in my life I saw people who were not of my culture stunned by uh, uh by the legal the judicial system. We <laughs> they were just like how could this possibly happen? I, we were like, uh, we could give you several reasons why this could happen. Man, hey, <laughs> a century's worth. Yeah, yeah I was happen. like, I said, where do I start? I mean, want to go back to Dred Scott? I mean, we can. I, we, I got a list of them. They were like, I can't believe. I mean, there were people literally shocked. They were like, but the evidence. I was like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, we've seen this play out a million times. I'm like. Don't y'all remember a couple of years ago while we were rioting? Well, there's that too. <laughs> Somebody should have put their arm around it. Hey, lady, we can't believe it either. We're just reacting in a different way than you. <laughs> hey, look. We look at we look at Jonathan Majors and be like, it don't it don't matter that you're running away from somebody. They still gonna say you the one. Mm. What? What? Well, there's some things I could say about Jonathan Majors, yeah. but I'm trying to keep my job. That and, one yeah. that one. I didn't. I didn't even know they they ruled on that till last night. Well, that's when they ruled on it. Mm. That, 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 yeah, that broke yesterday. That was yeah. yeah, yeah. That broke yesterday. I, I, I saw the video. I didn't know what I was watching. I was yeah, like, the video was weird to follow. Yeah, I was like, the, what the video I, was really weird to follow. I thought Why is it was it two like minutes. Parody. It like it looked like a. I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I was like, man, 
can he play flanker? Or can he? I'm like, God, he's and <laughs> running I forever. And I was like, she's like really running with him. Like, what is this? Yeah, I, that was. Yeah, that I was mean, a weird I'm, try, I'm trying to be like cool about. God. I'm not. I don't think I'm making light of the situation, but that video was wild. Was that, like, that's was what I'm saying. The video yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was. That surreal. man was running for his life. I could say some other things. I'm like, yeah, let me stop. I want to keep my job. When you said when you said OJ, I was thinking the chase. That's what I was thinking the yeah, chase too. The, the, that was the a being Friday for the chase. A, a Friday afternoon. And yep. I'll never the forget that. Finals day. on a little, a little, yep. a little square. The, the people were <laughs> hanging out on the uh, poor Bob Costas didn't know what to do. <laughs> no. He's like we're going, we're going to, we're going to news. We're going mm. to, I don't remember it was Dan Rather or who it was. Go, go, go. Yeah, that that was that was, that was a wild call. time. The OJ call. stuff is funny because I have the, one of my actually one of my favorite Chavano stories was when Ch- we were in San Antonio and Chavano realized I was old enough to have to remember all that, and he was mesmerized by the fact that I remembered the OJ stuff. <laughs> well, so Chavano, isn't he? Oh. oh, okay, all right, all right. I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> Leave my man Shavano Rainey alone, man. <laughs> but he's aged he, three years since being in Indiana. Those Pacer fans are confused as hell. <laughs> I'm, uh, matter of fact, I'm checking in here on the fan. No, no buddy slander right now in the chat. Um, somebody says, if no Turner or Halliburton, it'll be nasty. Mm, well. So that's the only oh, Pacers so they, talk they, Have they turned on our friend in Indiana? On Twitter, they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, in a major way. Yeah, I don't be on Twitter like that anymore. So yeah. I didn't know they had turned on our on our good friend buddy. Yeah, they turned they 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 turned on him. They're in the midst, I think, of four losing four straight. Mm. Oh, they 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 have someone they are blaming. And it's not Kawhi Leonard's defense on Tyrese Halliburton. It is it is it is Shivano. Mm. Poor buddy. Man, well, you don't need- I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I mean, the, the residual annoyance is still in Sacramento. <laughs> it's like, eh, I ain't going to feel bad for the guy. Let's, let's, not, let's not go that far and think we feel bad for him now. Just, and no, but no, the best part about it, I can guarantee you, Buddy doesn't care at all and he's oblivious to it. Oh, be oh I'm certain. Buddy's chilling. Yeah, I'm certain. He ain't checking for it at all. Um, Kings have won. It, it, Kings have won a, a a couple here in a row. Man, I feel like there's so many directions we could go with Jay because I was thinking about our earlier conversation about Austin and oh. as we were having that conversation. So I'm I'm gonna ask this. This isn't gonna get us stuck for the next 40 minutes. Okay. I'm just gonna ask. All, Steve Austin. His birthday was yesterday. His mm-hmm. defining moment is what? Defining moment. If you said, if your kids go, hey, and of course they never would because they were raised right, but if they said, hey, Dad, who's Stone Cold Steve Austin? And they said, you got to show me one moment, what would it be? Uh, probably that first time he stunned McMahon. That was, oh, that's that, a good one. We didn't even one. bring that one up. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. We, we, I, I, it, it, we, after working through it for a while, we went with the WrestleMania 13 match with Brett. Where the blood was pouring yeah. down. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. He didn't. And that was one of the first like big spots where they used the he didn't submit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that and, and that he was passed out because of the pain. 
and both of those guys left the match just as hot as hot as they were yep. going in. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't give up. Brett didn't lose. Yeah, that that's a good one. Yeah, the, the greatest. That, that was probably that was probably the moment where that where the rocket was on his back for real. Mm-hmm. And and that's a great point Jay makes too about how hot both of them were because mm-hmm. there was the Ken Shamrock thing too, where uh, Ken Ken is I'm like in my zone. <laughs> Ken like Ken Ken starts calling from like come on let's go and Brett like steps to him with his hands up mm. and then kind of like steps back and the crowd's booing and he looks at the crowd and it's like boom he's a Ew. bad guy Ew. like that quickly he yeah. just became a bad guy just because he took that like small it's just such a small like step back like yeah. no I'm a coward now and then gets out of there I'm leaving yeah yeah that was brilliant. So good. Uh-huh. I'm in my zone. Sacramento's on Ken Shamrock. Does anybody know like where Ken Shamrock is from in Sacramento? No, he trained with um man, what was what is my guy's name called? There was a, a really prominent trainer out here. Mm. And like I don't know that Ken's from uh. here, but he trained with him. And that's like like Tito would come out and train with him, yeah. Randy Couture. I just can't remember his name. But he's he's one of those guys. It's like that Cody love. Garbrandt. Well, because I don't him. think Cody's from here. Cody, oh, I think okay. he's from. Well, he's with he's with Uriah's crew, right? Yeah, and I think he started living here and stuff like that. I know it, Josh Emmons from I, here. I know that. That's for sure. He ended a human being on yeah, Saturday. That's for sure. Yeah, being from Sacramento doesn't matter. You just go ahead and claim San Francisco, and so you can join well, in the Sacramento. Apparently, come that, on, man, get happens. these baseball players out of here, man. What are we doing? <laughs> my man, my man doing? from Elk Grove, chiming in. Yeah, man, growing up, my man came off the top of the cage, and it's just like, yeah, San Francisco's just dangerous. It's just, it's just not yeah. a good place. It what? Two, two hours to get to the game, but come hey, on, come on, man. I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. Um. I, I I do want to get to the Kings, but before I do, I want to show up. You talked to Prime recently. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, that set up his his uh, doc that he's got coming out or is out. Uh, they're dropping like episodes mm-hmm. uh, appropriately uh, over on Amazon. How was your conversation with 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 Dion? It was cool. Every time I've talked to him, it's it's never it's always cool. You know, it's always a cool conversation. You know. He knows how to sell himself. He know, you know, he even knows how to do a thing like, yeah, yeah. You watched us. You saw what we needed. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, y'all need help on both sides of the on the on the. So it was a cool conversation. I think sometimes I wonder if there's, I mean, there seems to be either great intrigue and interest in Dion or great fatigue, hmm. and. And then you're trying to find the middle ground and also trying to kind of sift through kind of just like the media, like the media slash casual fan stuff, because there's no one who I knew or who knows about football who watched that team and thought they were going to win 10 games. Hmm. I thought they when I, I said I said they could go six and six when they lost to Stanford. I said, OK, they're going to win about four games. Hmm. I said, I don't see another win on the schedule if they lost to Stanford. Right. But I mean, but I had friends who were like, I can't believe they keep losing. I'm like, you can't believe a team with no O-line or D-line is losing. Hmm. But they didn't know. They were, you know, they were following Dion, you know, but but you know, but I think Dion's still great for, for college football, great for programs. Uh, I think even Bomani Jones made the I've uh, 
he takes us back to a time where the college coach was the star. You know, where when a program shows up, when you know, when it was Florida State, it was Bobby Bowden. You knew who was on the team, but it was Bobby Bowden. Mm -hmm. It was Lou, it was Lou Holt. You know, though the coaches were the guys. Mm -hmm. Also, the players weren't getting jacked and they were getting suspended for getting a Big Mac from someone. But hey, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it was a different time, you know, but you know, it's kind of like he brings that on top of that. He's got a, you know, he got a kid with a Maybach. So, do you, uh, Two-part question. Try not to always do this, but do you think he figures it out at Colorado, and do you think he stays at Colorado? I think they'll. I think he'll figure it out, and they. I don't, I don't know if they'll be like an eleven, like a like a BCS title team, but I think they'll be a winning team and define stay. Like how long? You mean like five years from now? Where is he at? Five years from now. Or is question. he in Colorado? You don't have to know where he's going, but is he in Colorado? I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting after this coming year just because Shador will be gone. I wonder my, my, I wonder who will be those players. And I, one thing I haven't been around, Dion, I believe his care for the players is genuine. Mm-hmm. And when he brings those, those kids in, he really does care for them. I wonder will there be a player or two he had like, like a Travis Hunter, a guy where he just so feels so bonded to that he'll stay. Mm-hmm. And with the way the transfer portal works and everything, shoot, you don't know who's going to be on team. For me. I can't keep up. Yeah. I mean, guys transfer within conference now, which is which was when we were coming up. That was insane. Right. You're going to go from UCLA to Oregon? Like, no. Because <laughs> back then you could block a guy from, you know, if he went to transfer within the conference. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you can't do that now. So, but I, I, I don't know if Dion's at Colorado. I do believe he'll be coaching somewhere. Like, hypothetically, if Florida State calls him, how does he tell Florida State no? Unless he kind of feels like I wanted to go there from this jump, and you guys rejected me. Forget you. Mm, that's you know, well, that's possible. Uh, you know, I, I was just about to say, didn't he want to go there before? But I, I guess they. They're kind of like, yeah, whatever, Dion. You know, and yeah, you know, like, like like a plot twist. What if Miami comes open? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to show you guys. I'll, I'll go to Miami because Miami showed love. You know, yeah. I do think Deion will be. I don't, th- I don't, I don't think he's going to be like, you know, an 80-year-old coach on the sideline. I couldn't see that. But I do think I, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if three, four years down the line he's not coaching. Hmm. I, I know, I, knowing him just a tiny bit, like I said, he really does care about those young men. And – you know, he's you know he's getting you know he's getting a decent amount of money out of this you know it's you know I know he made money in the league but that was what twenty something years ago yeah. yeah and I don't know anybody gonna turn down six mil a year or, or whatever he'll be getting it he'd be getting at that point yeah that might be what Shador gets All right. <laughs> Shador got five like, this year <laughs> Shador got five a mil this year this past he year. almost gave it to his pops did then off because of- <laughs> 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 it was sure, with Dion sure. five years it's like. Like basically five years, thirty million. Yeah, Shador <laughs> looking at his dad like, "Get your broke ass away from me! <laughs> Get out my do? commercial!" Yeah. <laughs> Move. Yeah, I got a better credit score than you do too, punk. Get away from me! KFC who gave us one of the greatest commercials of all se- the season with the Kirk Cousins. That was that was outstanding. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, that yeah, was, that, that was, was un- unintentionally funny. You get the chicken. I was like, that is so unintentionally funny. It's a lot better than Jerry Rice's Popeyes commercial. Well, geez, I mean, that's not one of his shining. Moments. Yeah, and shout out to Will Compton, former Raider linebacker who broke down that Richard Mendehall bowl game better than anyone. No, that was wild too. I don't know. 
I don't know how I went from from being intrigued and offended to this is the funniest thing I've seen on Twitter for two years. When he said McCaffrey has to go both ways, we don't have corners. <laughs> He's like, we got running back. <laughs> he said we got running back. He said we got Crosby. And then the video cuts off. He says, because he said we got the advantage in coaching. And then like he was about to say, because they didn't start hiring and they didn't stop. That was gonna be gold. We've got all the coaches because we don't hire anybody. <laughs> that would have been gold, but we've said nothing about the Kings or the NBA, but oh well. This is well, we can shift our attention to the Kings. If, if, if we if we must, yeah. Uh, Kings who are, are 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 playing well right now, uh, three straight. They're ten and three uh, at home, Jay. But I think the the biggest thing that's got Kings fans most excited is Keegan Murray. Uh, the way he's playing, obviously, he had that massive scoring output a couple of nights ago, twenty seven. But he followed that up with a twenty five point performance last night. But where it feels like, Jay, that this team could really take a step forward is the fact that Keegan Murray has emerged, like maybe you go so far as to say undoubtedly the team's best defender. And they need you need a defender who's like taller than 6'3". <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. Who could you, guard you everyone. Need, yeah, you need that in today's NBA. You look at the teams. I mean, it's, it's really different measuring defense nowadays because you, you know, back in the day they were like, oh, you held them under 100. That's not happening most nights in the NBA anymore. Mm-hmm. But what I look at now is I look at, you know, scheme and are you at least making things difficult on teams? And what do you do? Kind of what things can you do? And, you know, if you can have a, a De'Aaron who can be, I still believe De'Aaron has the ability to be an all NBA defender. If you have, then you add a Keegan to that, then you can, you know, you start mixing in more guys. Yeah. That, that now you see why and now Keegan goes to a guy who has all star potential down the road. If he, you know, especially if he stays aggressive on both sides of the ball or both ends of the court, I mean, you know, you know, you, we don't need to see any more videos of Mike Brown yelling at him for not shooting. I mean, <laughs> I think you, you you make what 12 threes in the game or whatever, yeah. you shouldn't have you should know you have a green light. Do, do you, um, are you a little more surprised with? how he started to pan out as a ball player. I didn't think he had this type of versatility in him. I didn't think he had this ability to guard wings the way he's shown earlier in the season. He's better than I thought he was. I thought, And I thought he was good. I thought he was a good ball player. But he's shown different uh, levels to his game that I wasn't sure he had. Yeah, I am too. I know everyone I talked to before the draft that year, kind of the take on Keegan was he was a safe pick. Like, he'll be solid. The whole thing was, I think, like one person texted me after the draft. They said, look, the team with Harrison Barnes just drafted Harrison Barnes. And they didn't mean that, like, to slam Harrison. They were just like, Keegan will be like a – he'll be like, you know, he doesn't have a low floor, but he didn't have a high ceiling to some people. Mm -hmm. So he'll be a solid starter. Mm -hmm. And But I'm a a firm believer, if you're going to take somebody that high, you, you need one of those guys to hit beyond just a solid starter. And if he can keep this up, you know, you've got now you've got a guy who you know, I don't know where you put him at. You know, you know, you got, you know, in that kind of uh, we're going to you don't have to pay him like a Michael Porter Jr. down the road, which the Kings, of course, will gladly pay him. You know, but you now you've got a guy you can say we got three guys. And if you got three guys, that changes what you can do a lot. You know, you know, but then when you know, when the lights get bright, we have to see, you know, that you get to a playoff series and say Sabonis is struggling, like, okay, Keegan, you can't disappear. 
you know. But I, th- these are all the fact that he's aggressive to me is the positive sign. I mean, there's t- there's certain guys where even if they miss a bunch of shots, as long as they're shooting, you're happy. I think he's a guy for the Kings where he's just got to be aggressive. And if he's aggressive, that makes life easier on everybody else. And then we're not focused, you know, then you're not hyper focused on what Harris is. You know, if Harrison's struggling, if Kevin's struggling, because you now you got three guys. And but, the question, so, sorry. No, I was just, just going to say to what Jason's point, that's the benefit of him getting that experience last year in the playoffs. Because obviously you can have NBA finals, um, Western Conference final, all this other stuff. But those lights were pretty bright last year for that Warriors series. And the scrutiny was there, too, when he wasn't playing well. And he, he bounced out of that in the middle of the series. So now, for instance, they make it to the playoffs in his second year. It's something he's already experienced. Like, I, I'm not saying one's better than the other. I'm just saying, as opposed to Paolo, he's still got to go through oh, these playoff lights are different or the gameplay's a little different. It's a little more physical. Keegan's already experienced that and now can just work on being the best Keegan Murray he can in, in, in the postseason. Yeah, but Paolo's a different beast, though. Paolo, a bad boy. Paolo's a bad, a bad boy, boy out there. Nah, he a bad <laughs> you know, boy. And, and Keegan benefited, too, because he didn't have to be the man. He mm-hmm. could take all that in. And even if they struggle, they'd be like, well, Keegan's struggling, but what's De'Aaron, and, what's De'Aaron doing? What's Sabonis doing? You had, you know... He does have that, you know, and they're completely – you're right. They're different situations, different players. But, yeah, I think, like I said, like when De'Aaron said after that series, you know, I, when I'm just talking to De'Aaron, you could tell that he was like, oh, this is what it's like. I like this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think if you got a guy who's like, oh, I like this, 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 this was fun. Like, yeah. I knew De'Aaron would come back a, a much better, you know, an even better player because I could just tell. He was like, okay, this is what it's like. This, this is the grind. This is that playoff grind. I like it. And some guys, they 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 don't they they get to that stage and they could just never they can't embrace it. So I mean, if you get you get you some guys who can some some embrace who can embrace that moment, you got a chance to make a little bit of noise. And you said you know with the emergence of of Keegan and obviously what De'Aaron is doing, Domas is doing that they got you know three legitimate guys. The question for whatever reason this week seems to have been, yeah, but do they need a fourth? In your opinion, does this team need to to make a move sometime over the next two months to to compete with with Denver and Minnesota and perhaps beyond I, that? I think if depending uh, what you can get back, I mean the guys they keep getting attached to, you're gonna have to give up Keegan to get them. Well, that's and not happening. That so, and, and that's the thing. It's like if if I'm if I'm Toronto, why would I trade you Pascal Siakam? For like Harrison Barnes and like Kevin Herter, like this Wiley Dutchman, yeah. Like, why would I do that? You know. So I just think if you, I think if you can get some, I still think they can get some more help defensively. But you know, but I think you know it's a good thing because remember, wasn't that long ago? It was always like, are they going to get off a guy because <laughs> they were trying to tank? So I think. I think you stick with what you got. I think mm-hmm. your chance to try to shake it up was the offseason when you had that cap space. I don't think now you, like I said, you, you know, you, you're probably not, you're not going to trade De'Aaron, Domas, Keegan. Mm-hmm. You're, you're probably not going to trade Malik. Yep. You know, and so then you get, you get past that for who, what impact player are you getting for the rest of the roster? And I'm not trying to denigrate, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, who were you getting? And, and then how much, and then, 
even if you're getting an impact player, what type of draft capital are you giving up? What contracts are you taking back to make that happen? Because you, you might meet a team that wants to, you know, move on from a guy who's paid well, but they're going to want, they're either going to want draft capital. They're going to want you to say, you know what, you can have this guy, but we, we just signed this guy last year and we don't like him. You got to take him too. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's pros and cons each way. I think if you can get a legit star, like an all, like like a current all-star caliber player, you trade Keegan, but you don't trade him if you're not getting a star. Do does, uh, Pascal, OG, or Zach Levine fit that fit that mold for you? I don't know about I, I'm kind of in the middle on Zach. I don't. I don't. I mean, I think Zach would definitely fit in. Mm-hmm. But do you really need another? Go, uh, you know, to get smaller. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you give up Keegan Murray. You're giving up not just you no know, youth and potential. You're giving up size. Right. I I like Siakam. I don't know if I like him that much. And I don't know if you would have to give up Keegan to get OG. Mm, yeah. I mean, at least, at least I would no. try to make them, I would try to do everything I can. And then you know, this is where you get creative. You start getting the third team involved. And right. you start, you kind of do like uh, Palenka did with Westbrook last year. You get so many teams involved. <laughs> you know, you get you find a team that just wants to get cap space. You find a team that's trying to get rid of a bunch of guys. You start doing... You know, before you know what, you've got like 12, 14 guys moving around, but it's going to be tough for the Kings to get a guy like Pascal if they don't want to give up, you know, one of their top three guys. Mm-hmm. But it's not impossible. We've seen it before. I mean, remember, you know, Ke- you know, I don't know if Monty has a friend out there like Kevin McHale had with uh, Danny Ainge back in the day. So, <laughs> Or like Rob Palenka has with uh, uh, Danny Ainge. I don't know what Ainge. kind of friendship they got going on where he just gives them, gives them anything. You know, or you know, or Jerry West when he you know sent a pal to L.A. for well, and then, well, that Marcus, deal worked out nice for everybody. Yeah, Mark Gasol ended up being a pretty good player. Several years later, <laughs> yeah, I think he was still in high school when Se- he was traded. Several years later, uh, the logo was defensive player of the year. The logo was gone by time Mark won that award, but hey. Well, I, I I appreciate Jerry West so much more after watching Winning Time. Oh, shout out sure. Jerry. I miss I miss winning time. Uh, Jay, always great to hear from you, man. We appreciate you. Thank you as always for joining us. All right, man. Go Ravens. What the hell is that all about? On his way out. What the hell is that all about? I just had to because I don't know why you're wearing this Niner stuff when you're an LA fan. I'm not an LA fan. That's that's the first. He's dressing like the game on today's show, man. (laughs) Okay, Lake Show. Oh, I don't even know why that. <laughs> tried to get that deleted five times now. I don't know why it keeps surviving. <laughs> All right, guys, y'all have a happy Crazy. holiday. All you too, Jay. Stuff. We appreciate you. Go ahead and play the games album tonight, Casey. <laughs> I'm never playing the games album. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. All right. That's All right. our man, Jason Jones, right there. Uh, Casey is. Is, is is definitely dressed like someone from a certain part of a neighborhood in Los Angeles. I'm just trying to be color coordinated. That the game would be friends with. That's that's fine. Just being color coordinated, that's all. Game coming through the 1025 studios. I hope not. I might not come in that day. That dude punches teammates sometimes. That's a wild boy. That's a wild boy. You see uh, see uh, our boy De'Aaron's on Twitter today on his day off. I, I saw him. He, he had something to say. Your boy, Ke- <laughs> your, 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 your boy Kevin O'Connor tweeted, 
tweeted his podcast with 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 Chris Vernon and uh, uh, a, a Kings fan. Um, in fact, it was David Schiffer, one of the minority owners of the Kings, tweeted. Of course, no mention of how well Sabonis is playing. Chris Vernon responded, re-recorded before the game. Mm. So apparently, Domas has only played one good game this year. <laughs> That's just, it's a hell of a sentence. We recorded before that game. <laughs> Sir, what, the first game of the season? First game of his career. I, I, I guess so. P.S., <laughs> I love him. Kevin doesn't. Ha ha. But he has almost the exact same numbers he has had for five years. De'Aaron caught wind of that and said, new take, guys. Consistency is bad. Mm, that's what I took from it. Bro, they don't know ball. Like, like Sabonis is all NBA. And you're like, oh, he's got the same numbers. Like, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Man's a three-time all-star. And then, and then, and the, and the problem is, if he doesn't play, like, if he don't have a game like he had last night in the finals, or in the, excuse me, in the playoffs, they'll say, see, this is what I was talking about. He's not good in the playoffs. Because they say that last year, and last year he was like, what you, like sixteen and eleven. KOC doesn't play Warzone on those nights. No, not at all. You keep saying Warzone. Are you referring the video to game. WWF? No, the Warzone? video game. No, it's, uh, it's a Call, like of, Call Duty. of Duty. Or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't that video game called Warzone? No, not well. I think it was called Raw. Might have been. Oh, called. Raw's War might have been called yeah. Raw's War. You imagine KOC playing old school WWE video games during the King's Games? Bruh, I got that. That game came out when I was on um, at a family reunion in South Carolina. I bought the game in South Carolina. Didn't even have my system with me. Just bought it and said, well, I'll have it when I get back home. Well. Wasn't okay. playing. I was waiting. I was waiting for that game. If, forgive me. I was directed to another person's Twitter account. Uh-oh. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. Who are you? Well, I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to throw that person under the bus in front of everybody if I don't see anything. Let's just cut the show now. If 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 I if if I found something, I throw them in the bu- under the bus in front of all of us. But I don't, I don't see anything. Oh, wait a minute. We got two minutes, bro. Come on, we need you. What were you told to look for? So the 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 it, it, this was a tweet to De'Aaron. Um, because De'Aaron responded and someone said, you should take a look at this individual's timeline. Mm. His tweets regarding, Sub- well, <laughs> if I read this, everyone's going to figure it out. So I'll just, y'all can go find it for yourself. Well, go to that person's Twitter account and then search Sabonis in the little thing. Uh, De'Anthony Melton. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I don't see, I don't see what this person's talking about. So I'm just, I'm just, just going to. Well, they might be live. just, talk- he said Sabonis or Fox. Uh no, he says Sabonis. Oh. Yeah, he says Sabonis. You know, we talked about it before. If people would just say, "Damn, I was off on that one," it would make a lot of things go away. The fact that they double down or they try to hide from it and all this other stuff—that's what makes it worse and less respectable. Oh man, are we done? What time does the show end? We got a minute and like twenty seconds left. Do filler or something. <laughs> Do a bit. Wait, you talking to me like I'm a trained seal. Put a put a ball on your nose. Do a bit. Do Do entertain the chat for another minute, bro. Well, I I'm entertained. I because De'Aaron doesn't tweet often, so 
So when he tweets, like it always, oh, it resonates. Aaron's tweeting. Resonates. Yeah, I mean, yeah, put some respect on that. So, so, so the Melton person, mm-hmm. they have like Sabonis tweets. There's a lot of Sabonis issue. The Kings have a Sabonis issue tweets from back then. Nothing recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he should talk about the Kings. It's almost always wrong. It's just, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. It's never accurate. I think there, I think there's some people who covered the team who may have been scarred by previous regimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it makes well, them it makes it difficult to cover them now. Yeah, well they also got to do better. Well, you're getting paid for this. It's, it's that means you're a professional. I expect you to be be better. Start recording your podcast later in the day too. <laughs> Watch the games. Seriously, do your job. Well, you live in LA. It's not that late, buddy. With that said, we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Vamos. Nobody. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.